Success to me is the byproduct of failure. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So today I have the pleasure to have with me Kyle Kendricks Maxwell. So let me do a quick intro about Kyle. So Kyle Hendricks, it's a music and advertising executive. He is also the CEO of Art and of Music Entertainment and Vivo Media Group. So, Kyle, first of all, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. Actually, it's, um, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon over here. So, uh, <laughs> I'm doing great. Nice. No, it's... And thank, it seems that it's... Me, I appreciate it. No, thank you so much. Hey. And I was seeing your, your IG, and it seems the way that you share your information, but we, we will go there. It's very motivating, but at the same time can... Can touch in, in some uh, in some woods if you can say it. But uh, for the ones that don't don't know you, can you can you tell me a little bit about yourself, please? So I'm a 22 year old um, entrepreneur, basically. Basically, I started um, Heart of Music Entertainment. That's the first company you introduced um, in 2017, about almost four years ago. And um, yeah, started that. It was just me. I had no connections. I had I, I don't come from um, extremely wealthy people i don't come from a whole lot of i don't really come from a big city my pop i'm from berlin maryland I'm, and i'm in the united states for people that are not aware of that i'm in the united states my population in my city is like six thousand people in my city so it was a very 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 small city and um so i started back in 2017 <clears throat> my life was um i really wasn't on the right track i went through um a life-changing moment I guess we'll get into that in this uh, in this interview, and I basically started the label, just me. I'm working with artists. Basically, what a record label is basically, you know, just with sports. Um, it's like we, we represent artists, like we promote them, we make sure that their careers are intact, and we try to polish them so that they can get more exposure and lead them to more opportunities. Just like what we do with athletes, and just like how you know other people in the whole talent industry. So that's that. Nothing huge, nothing big. We're about five people deep. Right now, I have um one A and R in Virginia, and I have um two A and Rs in Baltimore, Maryland. We're really small, only working with one artist right now. I'm really building the foundation. This is nothing huge. We're not rich. We're not like extremely wealthy. Like we don't have shit. Like it, we're we're in the foundations of building this thing. And one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping other people, leading them to their goals, and making sure that everything that they're doing is from good intent in the right way because you know i don't know if um how the music industry really is in um germany but the music industry the music industry itself and particularly in the hip-hop industry there's a, a really bad stigma around you know people are screwing people and you know um contracts everyone that's in the music industry is just you know um very evil very um misleading very nasty what we're really what we're really trying to do is completely 180 that viewpoint and be a label that's not found on popularity not found on <clears throat> you know any kind of status it's going to be founded on what music really is heart of music entertainment and more has a, the, the name has a meaning it's the heart of music it's about talent loyalty respect and the actual passion about what we're doing and i really think that we're going to completely revolutionize this terrible stigma that has plagued 
on the music industry. And that will happen. It's going to happen through work. It's going to happen through a lot of, a lot of resilience. It's going to, it's, it's going to happen. So that's, so that's, that, that's, that's that. Vivo Media Group, um, something I started last year. That's the marketing company that um, I started. It's really just me and what, and I have another guy, but he's kind of like off and on. He's like, he doesn't really know what he's doing. So it's basically just me. Mm-hmm. Basically what I do is I help small business owners with their marketing, with um, creating content. Like the stuff you see, I post on my page. I literally charge people to do that for their businesses. That's basically all it is. And um, <clears throat> so yeah, we do that. I haven't. I mean, like I said, not just like hard of music. Nothing too big. Nothing too fancy. There's, um, there's two very small companies that I'm starting. Most people don't really have like two businesses trying to form two businesses at once. But you know, I, I'm just crazy like that, and that's <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So that's a little bit about me. And first of all, love your story and 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 a lot of respect on that. And Thank you. I I love the way because it's like that everything starts in the beginning. Like Apple didn't start with with a big headquarters in Silicon Valley. You know, like yeah. everything starts in 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 a, in a small room with one or two people. Like a lot of resilience, like you were saying. Like you were saying that I, I love that, and it's the way that is the, for me the best way to inspiring people. Words matter, but actions—it's—I think it's much more strong at my point of view. Yeah. So let's go a little bit behind. What was that moment that changed your life? Man, um, if you guys are listening to this, grab grab some popcorn. I, I don't know what the. Uh what the snack is in Germany for his own from pastime, but here in the United States is popcorn. So grab some popcorn. Um, yeah. So 2017, in my mind, this was like 20 years ago, but it really was only four years ago. And I tell people this all the time. Like I was not as bright. I was not as articulate. I wasn't even as good as a human being as I am right now, four years ago. I was a completely different person. Like I was, I don't say I hated myself, but if I could think of the absolute person that I would not want to be right now, it would definitely be that guy in 2017. Like it would be that, it would be that person. I was very manipulative. I was immature. I was very manipulative. Um, I just wasn't, I just wasn't right in the head. And I made a lot of wrong conscious decisions. And this was when I was getting out of college. Um, I only went to college for a half a semester. I didn't get, I didn't do the whole four years because it's just, you know, the whole school situation, that's not me. Um, so I dropped out of college and I was in this point where I didn't know what the hell, you know, I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that. You know, you're, you're leaving college. You're like, okay, what, like, what the fuck is life right now? Like, what am I doing? And that period in your life is really crucial because things can go, a and things can go B, and I went fucking B. Started hanging around the wrong people, started doing um bad things. And I remember, um, one of my friends came over to my house, and this was like nine o'clock in the morning, and we had we made a list. We had a, I had a fucking list. Like here's the thing, I, I'll go deeper into this. So I was always bright. I mean, I was always a bright person. I mean, I, I knew that I was pretty smart, intellectual, and the thing about intellect and the thing about being smart and the thing about being articulate is you can use that for good or bad. And 
2017, this is the, this is one of the things I despise. I used all my ability. I used my drive and I used my smartness to do bad things. And so the whole moral of the story before I get into it is if you've been blessed with, you know, the ability to speak, if you've been blessed with the ability to sell, a lot of entrepreneurs are really great salesmen, but the, but the thing that they're selling is a steaming pile of shit and it doesn't mean anything. If you've been blessed with these gifts, it's super important that you use them for good because karma will get you. I'll just leave it at that. So anyway, back to the story. He came over to my house. It was early in the morning and I made a list of, of places that we were going to go steal things from. Like literally, we had a list. Like we're going to go steal from this place and then this place and then we're going to go steal something from this place. I had a list. And I was doing really, really bad things. And this one night, I remember this night, this one night changed my life. And I know that sounds corny. I know it sounds cliche, but it really did. It was about 12 o'clock in the morning. We were sitting outside of um, a gas station or something. We were sitting outside of a corner store and we seen a guy smoking a cigarette. Out, He was standing in front of the building and he was smoking a cigarette. I know this is crazy. Stay tuned, guys. So he was smoking a cigarette and he was about, um, he was about, I think he was about 40, maybe late 30s. He was about 40 years old. 12 o'clock in the morning, this guy's just standing outside of a, of a corner store smoking a cigarette, just standing there. And me and my friend were in a car and we were kind of laughing at him. Like, oh, look at this loser. He's like, he's not doing anything with his life. He's smoking a cigarette. And that moment clicked, like, wait, we're doing the same exact thing. And that moment clicked. And ever since then, it was like, wait, I, I literally, I seen what I was going to turn into right in front of my face. And the thing was, I, 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 everything started to click at this point because my friend, he only did something when I did it. My friend thought the same things he thought as what I thought. The things that I said, that guy said. So not only, not only am I ruining my future, I'm affecting people. I'm affecting the closest people to me. They're looking at me. So all of this started to synthesize in my head. And it was that day I was like, okay, fuck this shit. Like, I'm totally switching. So I stopped hanging around those people. I stopped, you know, stealing. I stopped hanging around these bad people. And there was a guy in college. He had a record label. And... I've always been a part of music. I've always had, I was in band in high school. I always did music in my life. Music was always a part of my life. And this guy in my own college, he had a record label. I put, I put quotations around that because it was some bullshit. And I was like, in this time, you know, I have a new mindset. I, I, I got rid of the old friends and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna just start a record label. Cause I always, I always knew about music. I, I knew a little bit, but I just need, I want, I want at that time, I was so, I was so destined to start something. I wanted to be, you know, something. So I started Heart of Music Entertainment. That's what it was. I never changed the name. That was a name forever. Um, <clears throat> it was really just me. And in my mind, I wanted to take my intellect. I wanted to take my smart and take my, my musical talent. And I wanted to do that in a positive way. I wanted to help people and I wanted to help build artists, brands, and I wanted to create something. And you know, as time went on, time went on, I went through many shifts. I, I say the first year, 2018, 2000, yeah, 2017, 2018, I have to say, I did have a little bit of that sleaziness in me still, and I did a lot of sleazy things. 
So it took a, it took a while for me to, and that's everyone. Like, I'm for sure you. I mean, you, the way you are right now versus last year, like you're a total different person. I'm sure, and that's that's for a lot of us. So I like to I like to reflect yearly on on myself. A lot of people they compare themselves to yesterday, or they compare themselves to last week, and I think that's very foolish. We need to compare ourselves. If, if you have to, I, I think we shouldn't be doing that at all. But if you must, if you must compare yourself, if you must judge yourself, please judge yourself yearly. Take a, take a look at, you know, what's today? December 10th, 2020. Think about December 10th, 2000, 2019. If there's any ounce of growth, if there's any, the slightest, the slightest iota of difference between those two, between those years, you were making progress. You were, you did something, something you did, you made a better decision than you made last year. And that's all that matters. So it doesn't, doesn't matter if you're not, you know, in a penthouse in fucking, I don't know, I don't really know any cities in Germany. If you're not, and if you're not in the biggest penthouse in Germany, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're not making $25 million a year. Mm-hmm. Some people have these crazy ambitions, these arbitrary ambitions. Oh, I want to be a millionaire by 26 or I want to, I want to live, I want to have three cars by 40. It's like, it's so, it's so, it's very, it's childish. It's, it's meaningless. Judge yourself. By, and throughout these times, you know, 2018, that was better than 2017. And 2019, that was a lot better than 2018. And this year, I'm sure you know, this year, I think we all grew because we were so captive in our houses. We were so shut away from the world. We had a lot, a lot, a lot of time to reflect, a lot of time to really internalize, you know, figure out who we are as human beings. And this year, 2020, was counter from what everyone else says, you know, this year, oh, throw this year away, oh, this year's trash. This was the best year of my life. I can say that, I can say that confidently and with validation. This was the best year of my life because I really, really, really educated myself on the internet. And I know, and I know that's kind of con- contrary for what I said about high school and, and, and college, but I really, really, really educated myself. I, I learned more words. I learned about, I learned more about history. I, I kind of had to learn about history because, I, you know, the whole, the whole uh, racism and all this stuff going on in my country. I had to learn about history. I learned a lot. And I've, come, I've really awakened myself and I've totally turned to a different human being from this time from last year. And it's really important that we all just try to be better than we were last year. And that's all that matters because it's going to accumulate. It's going to accumulate rapidly if you judge yourself in a year. If you have to judge yourself, I recommend you don't do it at all. But if you have to, it's super important that we don't, you know, beat ourselves up in, oh, that we didn't make this amount this, this month or we didn't do this by this date. Just have one, if you just have to make one goal to be the best that you can be. That's my goal. I don't, I don't believe in setting goals at all. I don't say that I'm going to do this by this. I'm going to have this amount by this. I have my one goal. I'm going to be the best human being. I'm going to be the best version of myself possible, period. And once I set that as the North Star, everything else is inevitable to happen. Everything else is going to happen because every, here's the here's catch. You actually have to do that. You actually have to be the best version of yourself possible. So I'm going to be my best version of myself possible. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make better decisions. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to work out. I'm not going to be fat. I'm not going to stay out until two or three o'clock in the morning and party. I'm not going to go do these 
things that are not aligned with my goals. So once you, once you set the goal as being the best version of yourself possible, that alleviates you from making short-term judgments and it enables you to not cripple yourself by your short-term failures. It is a very smart, it's a very deliberate system in which to judge yourself by. And a lot of people think that it's stupid or it's dumb or it's trivial that you don't set goals. How are you going to know you accomplish them? It doesn't matter. The whole entire point is that you are better. You're making progress because progress is the ultimate marker of success. Sorry, I went on a whole tangent there. but No, but I love the curve that you give to the conversation. I love it. I love it. I love it Thank because you, it was from the popcorns to comparison because I think, I think that is something cr crucial that – Uh, sometimes we compare ourselves with something that we, why do you want to be a millionaire? First of all, you know, maybe you want for some maybe reason, some, maybe you want to, to, to stop the anger in the world or wars, or you have a deep meaning, but like not for the Ferrari, you know, like yeah. you understand and you are completely right about yeah. that. We should think deeply about it. I love it. And, and I, and, I won't lie to you. I, I had that. Hmm. I had that kind of, that kind of goal in mind. I think, I mean, come on, everyone does, but mm -hmm. everyone, everyone has that goal. I want to be a millionaire. Everyone you know, kind of says that, but you know, as you really start to, by the way, I'm only 22. So I'm not trying to claim that, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fresh out the womb. I'm really young, but through educate, through, sorry, through educating yourself, You really have to put things into perspective. And I really don't, I, and I think, you know, those people aren't necessarily wrong for claiming they want to be a millionaire or claiming they want to be a billionaire. It's just that they haven't, they haven't internalized their goal and they haven't, they haven't formed their perspective in life and through the whole entire world. They haven't really synthesized and they haven't really became practical about what their actual goal is. People make ideological goals. I, I would like people would like to be a millionaire, but they don't, they don't, they don't actually want to be a millionaire. They would like to be one. And there's a, that's a huge difference between would like to be something and actually pursuing something to happen. Those are two very different things. Mm -hmm. And so one of the biggest things you want to get practical is the top 1% of people make $400,000 a year. That's the top 1% earners in the world. So that's, that's one fact. Another fact is some people in the world that don't know where their next meal is coming from. There's some people in the world that have to walk 20, 30 miles just to get fresh water. So while you're in a house with air conditioning, with Wi-Fi, and with food, and with clothes on your backs, you have this wild ambition that you want to be a millionaire while some people are just are just trying to survive in the world it's like don't like those two those two things shouldn't coexist that's what i'm looking at it look at it from this there's some people in the world that don't have anything they don't have nothing they have nothing so and and, don't, and do you really think those people want to be millionaires you think they're worried about having a million dollars they just they, they'll be happy to have fucking one dollar they're, they're not worried about having a million dollars let alone 500 or 400 they, they just want something they're they just want to be better than they were yesterday that's what those people want we take the lowest common denominator of people in this world 
They just want to be better than they were yesterday. And, and I'm not saying that poverty is something that we should glorify. I'm saying the mindset of not understanding and not putting yourself in perspective towards this goal that you have. It's a huge, it's a huge mistake that we're making. It's a huge mistake. No, and, and I, I agree with you. And, and it's like, for me, the, the important thing is if you do some action, you have to know the why behind, you know? If you want to be a millionaire with, with the purpose of it, man, you can help a lot of people in your way to becoming a millionaire, you know? You don't have to be a millionaire to do that. Exactly, also that, exactly. It's not the, the, the it's not like the, the, being a millionaire that you you cannot do that you know it's not a point and after it's like it's if if, i use a lot that same comparison you have some people dying for eating too much and you have some people dying in the same world that don't eat you know and it's the same world and it's something that that we should care take care i think at my point Every person can act in your own world. I don't know if I'm making, you know, you can help somebody in your neighborhood, like giving a bread or or a soup. Let's go. I I, I I'm curious about the name Kendricks. Why it's that? It's it's really funny, and I think someone else asked me that. It literally has no meaning. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I, yeah, like right as like as like long as answers I gave you, like. The word Kendrick has literally no meaning. Okay, it's just a name. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, just a name. People are like, oh, does that have to do with like Jimi Hendrix? I'm like, mm, no, I can't. I can't name you one song by Jimi Hendrix. It's just just my name. No, perfect. Really, like I thought, I thought it sounded cool. I've had it since about 2015. Yeah, the only thing that's changed is the way I the way I spelt it. I changed the way I spelt Kendrick a lot. Okay. But the word but the word Kendrick means absolutely nothing. And why it's that why you change the way you spell it? Yeah, I changed I changed the way I spelled it. I, I don't know. Sometimes at first it was K H E N D R I and with two X's, and it was like three X's at one point, and now it was two I's. I just I don't know. Maybe okay. I'll change it again. <laughs> okay, it's 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 always a changing. It's like life yeah, and ourselves, like you were saying. And I love the, also that perspective that you have in comparison, going a little bit back. If you have to compare it to some somebody at some moment compare yourself to one year behind i think that is a lovely way and when we are comparing ourselves with somebody just have that thought man let's see what i did in one year i think it's lovely tell me do you believe in having a purpose in life do i believe in having a purpose in life um do i believe in having a purpose in life I'm not too sure how to answer that. Are you asking me? Do I think that? Do I? Do I? A meaning. A meaning. Uh, a, a meaning in life. I don't know the, uh, a deep meaning or um, a meaning at the moment. I don't know if you see like being a, um, a music uh, advertising executive. Do you see as that oh, as a meaning of your life at that moment or sh- sharing your you. word also? I got you. I understand what you're saying. Um, someone, I don't, I don't know who said this. It was someone really smart. He said something really smart. He said, you know, to ask, to ask, you know, God or to ask God, you know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? You shouldn't be at, that's the wrong question to ask. 
you should be asking instead of asking you know what my purpose is you should be asking what what needs to be done and i said last week that purpose isn't a task it's an inquiry so to find your purpose to me i i believe purpose is a noble inquiry you should that so that means in in basic terms that means look at your surroundings look at what's around you and ask yourself how can i bring value to this how can i bring value to the people next to me, people next door. So that's why, so, like, and just taking that, that kind of takes the whole millionaire thing. Like, like when, people, when people say that, um, when people say that, uh, I forgot his name. Vasco. Vasco. When people, when people say that, it's, um, what is it? They're procrastinating what they really want to do. They're, they're attaching themselves to something that they know they'll never become to buy time to bullshit because if you really wanted to help people oh i want to be a millionaire so i can give back so i can give back to a uh, society if you really wanted to help people if you really wanted to help you would you would you, you would be helping right now you don't need a million dollars what are you gonna do sit in your room and and count and just accumulate money if you have nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars you're not gonna help anymore does that make any sense or are you gonna wait until you hit until you get one more dollar, okay, now I'm gonna start helping people. Super goal. So anyway, back to the point. Ask yourself what needs to be done. If you can add value to anyone's life, if you can add value anywhere, a lot of people they want to sit and they think that you know, and they think that they think that a purpose is gonna like come and like knock them over the head or something. But they think that it's gonna come and gonna like it's gonna send them a, a DM like your purpose is gonna send you a DM like yo like come do this like. And also, I think that, you know, purpose isn't to, like, sit and just ask. And it, it kind of like, you know, it's really hard. It's really hard to, it's really hard to explain this. I'm really trying to think of how I want to explain it. For me, I think because when, when, when I started in my purpose, I always knew what I wanted to do. I think this, that's why it's hard for me to answer this, because I always knew that I was attached to music in some way. And I was a very lucky individual to kind of just know what I'm supposed to be doing. So for me to answer this question, how do you find purpose? It's like, dude, I don't know. It just kind of, I, I had it. Mm. But I can, only, I can only answer the question, how do you become aware of your purpose? And how do you align yourself with that? I can, I can only answer that question. I can't answer how do you find purpose? And I know there's some people that, and I know the far majority of people, you know, they weren't born with crazy musical ability or they weren't born with great social skills and they weren't born, you know, being crazy talented or crazy good looking or crazy athletic. A lot of people aren't born with that. So, and, and I know that that's most people. So for those people that are listening to this, for those people that are in that position, you have to put things in perspective and you have to ask yourself what needs to be done. If there's someone that's next door to you that needs help, if you're on Instagram and you see someone doing something, if you see someone starting a business, if you see someone trying to be an athlete, and if you, if you have a camera, if you have something, if you have something, just attach yourself to something. And you, you really just have to throw your hands up and just have faith. Maybe if you attach yourself to that one person and, and you, know, you just record them and you record your vlog, maybe you'll find out that your purpose is to get in the film your purpose is to be a, a videographer or something or maybe if you know you see someone if you see someone you know like me if you see if you know someone like me and they make motivational videos 
maybe I don't know, like maybe try to help ask them if you can help, you know, edit their things or, or help or how you can um just try to add value to someone else's life and try to make your surroundings and try to make things slightly less miserable than they are this second. And I think if you can find your way to align yourself with somebody that does know their purpose, with someone that does know, or maybe they don't know, or maybe they have an idea, you just need to align yourself with something that's already going. And that first time may not be it. You know, you might, you know, dancing might not be for you. You may not be the the greatest rapper that you think that you were. You may, you're probably not an entrepreneur. You're probably not a good salesman. You're not going to get it right the first time. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that life is not that easy. So I, I would say you have to align yourself with someone that knows what they're doing or has, or has some type of plan and try to make your surroundings as slightly less miserable than they are. That's the best way I can answer that question. I love, I love no, and it's sometimes it's just with a question like, how can help, how can I help somebody near to me? No, like you said, yeah. I, I think a little bit about that. And you are talking about surrounding. How important uh, is for you uh, the people that surround you? How can oh. that influence you? Wow. That was that was the that was the whole entire thing back then in 2017 with those people. Uh, you know, there's that whole there's that classic saying, you know, if if you hang around five broke people, you're going to be the sixth broke person. If you hang around six rich people, I guess you would you're most likely to be the seventh rich person. So you really are a product of your environment if you choose to be. That's the thing. We have the free will to choose our environments. Most of us. We may not we may not think we do, but we definitely do. And if your circle is like if they're negative, if they're you know, if they're cynical, if they if they like if they send you like, you know, videos and they send you DMs of like of other people and they're gossiping like those people are not they're not they're not helping you and that's why it's important to know where you are where you are going in life it's really hard i hate i hate talking this i, I hate talking about stuff like this because it, it requires so many other it requires so many other things like like if you don't know your purpose in life It's like, why audit? Why, like, some, someone's not going to understand why they have to audit their friends. They're not going to understand that. You know, if you just wake up and you're just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, just be, I'm just going to be alive today. I'm, I'm going to go see my friend Don. Or we're just going to go kick it and drink beer all day. That, that person, particularly that person, they have no reason to cut off Don because they're just, they're just living. But to make this answer more contextual, If you're, if you're not happy where you are right now, you seriously need to see your surrounding people. If you're not happy where you are, if you get home after work, if you get home from your business and you're fucking miserable, you have to make a change. You ha and, and where it starts is you have to see the people that are around you. Because when I was around those people that didn't want to work hard, that just wanted to steal stuff, they didn't want to, they didn't want to build anything, they just wanted to go and party and go to the club every single night in 2017 i went to the club every single night in my life like that, like that was my job like i went to the club to have farted to have 
drinks and, and party and get drunk. Like that was it. Like that that was my life. If you were unhappy, you have to cut out those people and you have to align yourself with a goal. It's really hard, man. You know, you're, you, you, will, you will see a significant difference if you audit those four to five people. And you don't, and opposite, from, you know, Gary Vee talked about this a lot. He says, you know, don't, you, don't, you don't have to cut them totally off. You can just, you know, limit your time. Well, I'm going to say, you know, fuck what Gary Vee's talking about. I'm, saying, I'm telling you, listen, Kendrick's are telling you to, to, to cut those people off because the fact of the matter is that those people aren't adding any value to you. What is the what is the use of keeping what is the use of keeping them in the in the loop for? Now think about it. If those people aren't adding anything to your life, what the hell is the purpose of keeping them around? There's no purpose. There's no reason why you shouldn't be upfront and say, yo, like Vasco, like three weeks ago, I cut off one of my best friends. Hmm. I, I told him because we did not see eye to eye. And I told him, I'm like, yo, we're not like he said he 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 said some wild shit. And his life was going in this negative slope. And I just said, bro, we can't be friends no more because you're not aligned with my goal. I literally said the verbatim. I said, you're not aligned with my purpose and we can't be friends. One of my closest people to me, it wasn't any type of, it wasn't any passive aggressive disorder. I just said, you're done. Hmm. And when you, ha- when you have such a strong purpose like that, you- you're not playing no games. Like you're not, pl- you have no time to play with no, you're not playing any games. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, you have no time to play games when you have a goal and purpose when you're when you're when your eyes are dead focused on something in life those people that are hitting you up and they want to talk about somebody or they're sending you a message and they're saying oh look what this person did or look what this person did or oh, do you want to go here or oh they're just sending you fucking like memes and, and funny videos all the damn day and they're not and they're not focused on anything don't cut those people though those people are not they're not doing anything if you want something in life you have to surround yourself. You have to be around people that want something, that are going towards something, that wake up in the morning and they want to do something. Even if that means cutting off someone as close to you as my friend, you have to be willing to do that. You have to be. If not, you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing not being lonely for your goals. And that's stupid. That's the thing. They don't want to be alone. They, that, 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 they don't want to be alone. They would rather be accompanied by mediocrity than be alone in purpose. It's true. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, no. I think it's a lot about that. It's a lot about staying in your comfort zone. You know, it's staying in what you know. And sometimes if you don't know what is your purpose, it's easier because at least it's your comfort zone. At least you know that John and Bill, we go every night, drink a beer at seven o'clock, you know? And it's just another day, another day, and the, and it's just living like you were saying, like it's. It's our comfort zone. Yeah, and which advice you will give for the persons that they already found the the purpose, but they are too afraid to give the next step. Then you know you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. That's not your purpose of you. If you're scared, then that must you must not really want it. You know, I'm not I'm not in the business of motivating you to do something that you know you're supposed to be doing. Like, let's say hunger, for instance. When you're really, really hungry, 
Like you're really hungry. Like when's the last time you were really hungry, Basco? When's the last time you were like you were fucking like you would literally eat anything you seen? Like seriously, when's the last time? Man, I don't remember really. To be lying to you, I don't, I think, man, I thank God I never had that that occasion. Like, yeah. like angry to 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 kill somebody. Well, 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 let's well, well, let's pretend you know you maybe you were on the go somewhere and you know, and you were just really really busy and you like maybe you skipped lunch or you didn't have time to eat. Mm -hmm. I think it was the last time you were really hungry. Let's like, see. Can, can you remember that time? Okay. Yes, 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 maybe okay. yeah, a couple of months ago. Yeah, I, I, right. I had to so skip that, lunch, exactly. Right. Yeah, so I want you to, I want you to visualize this. Hmm. So remember that one time. You were hungry as fuck. If I were to give you a, a cheeseburger or something at that moment, would you eat it, yes or no? Of course, yes. Of course, right? Of course. So let, let, let me make this better. You, let's, 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 let's take the most hungriest person in the world right now. because. Sadly, that exists. There's somebody in the world that's the number one hungriest person alive right now. Do you think that person's picky about what that food would be if we gave them something? Not. No, man. Oh, of course not. I, 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 don't really like, I don't really like mayonnaise. Can, can you scrape the mayonnaise off? Do you, really think they, do you really think they would have some type of preference? Do you think they would be scared, scared to try a new type of food? When you really want something, I'm not, so I'm not making this point. You'll take anything you can get. I'm not making that point. But when you really want something, you are going to get it. You're going to get that fucking food. You're going to get it. There is no fear. There is no speculation. There is no second thinking. There is no being picky. There is no nothing. When you want something as hungry, as bad as you're hungry, there, there is no nothing. There's nothing in your way. The obstacles don't matter. You don't give a fuck if this if it dropped on the ground. You don't care if there's fucking flies all over it, bro. You don't care if someone sneezed all over it. They want food. They don't care if it's not cooked. They don't care if it's not medium rare. They don't give a fuck. They just want some goddamn food. And that is the same level of, that's the same level of focus and drive that you need for your roles. And if you don't have that, I know that's really, really, I know it's really extreme, but it needs to be that because that eliminates any uh, possible like like when you asked me the question i was like like okay they have a goal but they're scared it's like fuck you if you're scared you're screwed there's there's millions of other people right now that want this thing it makes me funny like it work if if you ever work maybe if you interview an artist one day if you interview every i don't know if you have ever ever um, interviewed any music artists artists yeah, yeah 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 it's something like it's not most of them that they have this really I've worked with them for a long time, so I've really got to, you know, depict um their nuances. They really think that they're the only, like, a lot of them think this way. They think they're the only person on planet Earth that makes music. Hmm. It's it's a crazy thing, and I don't know if this is like I don't know if every creative person thinks like this, but I've I've worked with enough, and I've seen enough, and I just have enough knowledge and experience enough to just to come to this realization that a lot of them think that they're the only ones on planet earth that that has to pay for studio time and they have to make music and they have to promote the music they think they're the only people on planet earth that are doing this so when they're making excuses when they're saying oh i don't have oh I, um i don't have a ride to a studio oh well, i don't have enough money for studio time but oh well i don't have anybody helping me promote it it's like there's a millions of other artists that are willing to do anything to have the same type of fame 
the same type of goals as you want. And if you don't want that as much as that starving kid in fucking Haiti, it's like you're you're you have no shot. You have zero shot. That's how I'm looking at it. A lot of artists they don't understand that this this is a fucking competition. Life is a competition. It's a big competition. Everyone wants to win. What to win? No, it's true, and and it's true. It's sometimes if you're scared. If you're scared, it's like well, sorry. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not scared of anything. Oh, I don't know. That well, because it's that if you are too scared, there is a, another one in the line that will not be, you know. And yeah, yeah, I know, and I agree with you, man. It's like for me, it's like you said, it need. It's the 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 bigger motivation that we can have, you know, like. Anger, it's like a clear example of that. Like, but if you need something, it's if it's really a need, you will do everything for it. Yep. And <clears throat> our persistence, because it it comes with the with the for me, it, it's connecting the segue. Our persistence and consistency, it's important for you. Consistency and persistence. Exactly. Oh yeah. I say, um, if you don't have consistency, then your history, like people, people don't understand. People have the have the attention spans. I think about it. This world is changing, bro. Like our attention spans. Um, are you on TikTok? Yes. So, like, the, like here, here's the thing about TikTok. This was a, this was a stat. This was this was a statistic last year. I haven't really kept up, but last year, you know, eighty percent of people on TikTok were consumers. 80% of people on TikTok were, were just watching shit. Mm -hmm. The average TikTok video was like 10 seconds. TikTok is one of the biggest social media apps in the world. So let's take these statistics and, and let's take these, these stats. And, and most likely, they're, most likely these numbers are like astronomical now. They're, they're probably bigger now. So let's just say 90% of people, 90% of the world is on an app that the average video watched is 10 seconds. Let's just conceptualize this. So if you want to be doing something, and I'm kind of making the, I'm making the presumption that if, if you want to be consistent, if you want to be persistent, then you need to be making content and you need to be on social media. Like everyone knows that. I'm not here to, I'm not here to convince anyone that social media is important. If you don't know that social media is important, you know, you're done. Like you're just, just go sit over there somewhere. Just go, go, go sit next to John. So 90% of the world is on an app that watches videos for 10 seconds. Do you not think that you, you maybe have to be consistent to, to like, think about that, man. Like 10 years ago, we were all fucking on Facebook. The most boring mundane app on planet earth. We were all on Facebook watching like long ass videos where we were all on Facebook on this one thing on a desktop, reading this one thing, and we would read people's long captions. We would consume it. It would be long. We would scroll. We would consume the next piece of content. We would look at it. We would consume it. We would scroll. We would look at the next thing. We would look at it each individually. Each one had a different story. Now, this is, this is us all day long. We're doing this. Oh shit, my fucking camera's moving. We're doing this on our phones. This is how, this is how we're consuming stuff. It's fast. It's like, we're going through it fast as fuck. So if you're not consistent, if you're not, if you are not in each one of those, each one of those 
slide, if, you, if you're not constantly on that screen on Instagram, if you're not constantly on that screen in people's face, if you're not persistently in their view, you are done. You are history. It's just math here. That's what I post four times a day on like every platform on demand. Because I want to be seen. I want to be seen everywhere. It's fucking math. You have to be seen. You have to be consistent and persistently seen. And something will snap. Something will click. The, like, how do we, how the hell do we, how do we, how, how do we get on this interview? Because you've seen a piece of content. You've seen what I did. And I was consistent. I was if I wasn't cons- if I Yes. And, it, and you, you were alert to it. And, and also... You know you, your content. Your your content can't. You know your content can't suck. Like you you can't you can't be you can't suck because then you know you know no one's gonna want to fuck you. Wouldn't interview me if I was boring as fuck. So you have to be persistent and you have to be good. But the only reason why I'm this good is because I was persistent and because I'm consistent. Because you get better if you keep on doing it. That's why it's so important. It, like, oh, man, I don't understand. You have to be consistent and you have to be persistent. Like those, those, those two things are, are like, that's like, that is like the laws of physics. Like you have, it's like fucking gravity. It's like, you have no choice. If you jump up in the air, you're going to come back down. It's, it's like laws of physics, dude. You have to be consistent or you have no shot because people are fucking going through stuff like this and we're bored and we watch stuff for 10 seconds. And if your thing is not compelling, if your thing is not grabbing someone's attention within those first 2.6 seconds, if you're not constantly on that screen, if you're not constantly and persistently and consistently in these people's faces, you don't exist. You don't exist. It's not like how we used to watch, you know, TV back in the day and we had to wait and we would all anticipate and we would wait till four o'clock for fucking Grey's Anatomy to come on. It's not like that anymore. We can literally go on anyone's page and we're constantly in the feed we're constantly consuming content. Ninety percent of us now, like the audience is bigger than the people making stuff. So that's a big problem. There's more people consuming content than making content. So that that's the huge that, that's like a huge oversaturation of consumers. There's more consumers than people making things. That's just the way it is. So if your audience is this goddamn, um, my my arms are on the screen here. My, if, you, if your audience is this goddamn big, and there's only like a small portion of people making stuff how on earth are you going to catch these people's attention how are you going to catch their attention how by posting by by making if you did one if you think if you did one interview every three months do you think your do you think this podcast would be any fucking where if you did one interview every six months no of course you'd be like damn how come how come i'm not getting any interviews how come what's happening how come how come i'm not on vlad tv yet because you're not fucking doing anything you have to be consistent and you have to be very persistent. Those are, those are, those are like, those are non-disputable laws of anything, of anything. And love Too it. Too important. Love it. And, and it's like that. And let's go a little bit on, on, on some subject that I love that you talk personal brand, having a personal brand. Because for me, like <laughs> before Corona, I was a little bit, a little bit no i was against social media i didn't care you know and after i come to, i start learning about uh, how you can use it in a good way not just as a consumer but can you tell me why it's important to have a personal brand in general and in social media um <clears throat> wow personal branding is 
It's something that's been going on for, for a long, long, long time. A lot of people think this is something new. Fucking Steve Jobs had an amazing personal brand. The, like the, the way that this guy would host these conferences in Silicon Valley and the way that he would promote his products as if this was like the most important thing on planet Earth. Let's remember it. This guy would sit on the stage and he was the first guy to do this. Like he was the first person to kill this. And he would have big, long presentations of the Mac and the fucking new iPhone and the iPod and the fucking i whatever the i whatever the iMac the i thing the iPhone two the iPhone three the iPhone four, and he had this he had this aurora he had this personal brand he had this image he was the face of Apple at the time before you know he got kicked out and he came back in, he was the face of this brand he was the one that was pushing it, and when he left when he got when they kicked him off the board I can't remember when this was when they kicked him off the board. And their their company started, they 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 their shit went down the fucking drain. They were going down. But when he got back on, and that's when the iPhone came out, when 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 Steve Jobs was removed from Apple, they were going down. And he came back, they were going up. That's why a personal brand is very, very, very important. Because they give somebody they're not they're not buying it's it's hard to explain. When you when you have a personal brand, and I'm looking at this from a from a business perspective, not really like something else let's, 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 let's focus on business for now when you have a personal brand people are buying they're not buying this they're not buying the iphone you're buying the story you're buying the brand behind it you're buying the message you're buying you're buying into into what what this guy is talking about you're not buying the product you're buying the story so if you can position yourself let's say if you know i was selling if i was selling pine cones for instance i, I can't I can't sell someone the pine cone. I can't. It's impossible. I can't. If I was a really, really good salesman, I probably could. I probably could. But you, you're going to have a really hard time selling the fucking pine cone itself. You have to make the story around it. You have to say this, this pine cone was from an arcane tree from the 1600s and a fucking emperor from, from fucking Germany had it. And like, you have to make a story around it. You have, to, you have to entice people. You have to tell people the story. Not saying lie, but you have to make a story. You have to get people attached to the story so that they're not so by the time when they're making the decision they're not buying it doesn't matter the pine cone was six dollars if it was six thousand dollars they just want to buy into that story that's why it's important and i know the way that i know the way i just described that comes off like i'm like it's manipulation but it's not because if you're actually passionate about this pine cone and if it has a great story that needs to be said just in the beginning when I started harder music entertainment i didn't just come out and say all right well i'm a black guy and i have a record label you know sign here it wasn't like that. I had to tell my story and made it compelling. I'm telling people, hey, you know, did you know three months ago I was stealing stuff and I was like a, I was a fucking savage. Like, I'm telling people the story because when you have a meaningful and you have to have, you have to tell the story. You have to have a personal brand and you have to separate yourself from the company. I was telling a client uh, from Viva Media a couple, like a, a lot, like earlier this year. This dude was, I don't know, this dude was crazy. And we were working on his page. We were working on his Instagram page. And it was an anonymous page. He was selling apps. It was an anonymous page. Me- meaning it was a page and, you know, it was like the page was, he w- it was selling apps and he was trying to sell apps to people. And it was just a page. And the, the, owner, the owner of this page, he had an Instagram page, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't push his company. He wouldn't push it. And I, and I know everyone doesn't, I know everyone isn't going to, isn't comfortable, you know, being on a camera and talking 
and making videos like me. I know everyone's not comfortable doing it. I know that's not everyone's strength. And I would I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest, you know, a very introverted, a really insular person to oh, whip out a camera and start talking about stuff. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that. But you can write a blog about something. You can maybe this guy posted pictures. I'm like, how about you post a picture about this? How about you push this? Or how about you how about you make a video about the top worst apps on the app store and something just say something about that and say and say, you know, why these apps suck and say why they sucked and then say what we do different making apps we do this like tell the story of it and he didn't want to do it and 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 he was wondering and he was wondering why his page wasn't growing he was wondering why he wasn't getting any clients why he wasn't getting any 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 traction my bro there's no fucking story you're just selling apps it's fucking apps no one buys stuff the jacket you're wearing right now i don't know what i don't know what brand is it is a brand behind that shit when you go in the store there's a fucking brand. You're buying into the brand. That's what people don't understand. There has to be a story behind it. I love it. And you, you already give it, I think, some tips for <clears throat> business in general. But uh, which tip do you will give for small business, in particular in these uh, times that we are passing, in these Corona times? How they should, uh, they should adjust? I'll give you a great example. So as far as the music industry, you know, um, a lot of people, a lot of people, everyone, basically we, uh, there is no, the whole live event industry that's like done. There's no concerts, there's no Rolling Loud. There's no, there was no South by Southwest. There was no Coachella. There was no, none of that. All that stuff was done. And a lot of these brands, they, they converted into live streaming events. And live streaming events had fucking that, that this fuck I just read something this morning. Live streaming has taken off this year. And they didn't they didn't wait. Like they didn't wait. They, a lot of artists were performing on live stream. Uh, I think um Travis Scott, he had a whole performance on Fortnite. There was fucking almost a million people there on this on this con on this concert on Fortnite. There was almost a million people at this fucking concert. So and I know that's kind of extreme, but for small businesses to understand that during these times, look at what the look you have to look at what these big companies are doing. They're shifting. They understand that they can't be outside. So let them so let me live stream. So maybe if you're selling, if you had like a store, maybe you had like a you were selling muffins in like a store or something, and you know, the the big guys in the in the in the suits and, and jack boots came in, they said, Hey, y'all gotta shut down. You know, e e-commerce and direct to consumer, that's constantly growing at a at a, at a very fast rate a lot of companies are going direct to consumer and, and these brick and mortar companies are getting shut down they have to close their doors because of regulations and the whole cdc and shit and the thing is they should have seen this curve coming i remember a couple of years ago a couple of years ago this was about two years ago and um <clears throat> i seen that they were opening a movie theater near near my near where i live and i i look i look into a lot of stuff and I and I read a blog. I read an article that was saying that the that the movie theater industry was declining rapidly. So I'm like, why are these people making a movie theater when the whole movie theater industry is is in decline? So that I don't know who owns that, but that person obviously wasn't paying attention. And what just came and what just came out this year about AMC? What what is AMC doing? They're fucking renting out their theaters for like a hundred bucks. You can rent out the whole theater for a hundred bucks. They're totally they're totally diluting their brand and they're totally just 
throwing up their hands and say, hey, take, take our brand for 100 bucks. Like, it's just, they, they might make some short-term benefits off of that, but at the, at the long hand, at the, at the long term, they're just, they're diluting AMC theaters and they're diluting the brand. And they should have went direct to consumer. They should have went OTT a long time ago. You know, AMC, I don't, do they have, do they have, I'm sorry, I'm talking about a lot of American companies. Do they have AMC in Germany? Man, no, we, I think if I understood AMC, it's a little bit like Netflix, no? I like us. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so you're, you're, it's you're going following. in that way that you mean. Yeah, AMC is they, like they a are, cinema. They more, yeah, they're cinemas. But the thing is, look what happened to Blockbuster. Blockbuster got totally wrapped exactly. out of business from Netflix. AMC, they were, they, they said a couple of years ago that they weren't going, um, they weren't going over the top like Netflix, like Hulu. Like they said that they yeah. weren't doing that. They were being religious. They were being romantic about having their movie theaters, and now come to the end, and now they're suffering from that. Now it's 2020, and now they're like, "Oh shit, we didn't make a fucking app, and now we're fucking plummeted. Now we don't have enough capital to make a fucking app because that would take more money. So let's just rent out a movie theater for 100 bucks. Now they're suffering the consequences. So during these times, it's really important that you that you that you stay prepared and you make these transitions. So if you're selling muffins, like make a, you have to make a website, sell the muffins online. You'll make a lot more money that way. If you're if you're doing anything, you have to, you have to switch. You have to be always prepared on where on where the market is going. And I really don't remember your question, but <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's that it's advice for for small business uh, going yeah. digital in general. Let's say, but yeah. you you are giving. Yeah, you you have to be really 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 prepared. That's super important, and to not and to not be not to be religious about what you're doing or be per or, or take it or be emotional about what you're doing like oh we're not going to have an app because everyone's doing it. like great example quibi for instance i was on quibi's ass ever since i started you you, you know quibi right no quibi you know, that's even that's even that's even better so quibi was tell me they were like they, they were like they, they were an over the top they were um they were a streaming platform like netflix Okay. And they started. They started prior. They they started earlier this year. Okay. And the thing, and the thing is, they didn't. Their content. They had really great marketing. I'll give them that. They had really great marketing. And all, all the the biggest companies in the world, like Disney, fucking uh, Warner Bros. They had, they had like they they fundraised over two point five million billion dollars. Mm. They fundraised a lot of fucking money. Fuck. And the one of their one of their biggest issues were, they their content. Their content was it was all right. But they didn't do what the people wanted. Hmm. They 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 did what they wanted to do. Their their app their app sucked when they when they came out, and they tried to blame they tried to blame the coronavirus for for them going out. They, they recently just went bankrupt. They really went they went out of business. They didn't even last a whole year. They went out of business like I think last month, and they were trying and they were trying to blame the coronavirus and stuff for them going out of business. First of all. If you are a mobile streaming platform for movies, what is the how way? would corona, how would coronavirus how would how would that negatively impact con content consumption? That means your thing sucks, and they didn't take any of that in consideration. So the whole moral of that story is: listen to what your audience is saying, and that's why it's important to make content. If you're not making content, then you have no context. Hmm. So if you're a small business and you're not and you're not making content consistently. What are you basic? What are you? What are you? What are you making your your actions based off of? Off of what you? Off of what you? You? Off of what Vasco is doing? In my head, are you making your decisions based off of what I think I want to do? 
That's that's not right. You have to do what the people want. So if you're constantly making content, and let's say I'll go back to the blueberry muffins um um example, if you if you post a picture of maybe let's say you have strawberry muffins this time, and you and you're posting pictures and you're making content about that, and let's say someone commented and they say, oh my god, I love these. That that is context. That's data. Now you know you know what your customers want. You don't have to. And so now when your business closed down. You have no, you have no fucking idea what your customers want. You have no idea what they want because you're not, you have, no, you have no type of context on what they want. So that's why it's important to be on social media so they can see, so you can have that context, so people can comment on your things, so you can know what the consumers want, and so you can take that data and say, okay, fuck blueberry muffins. We're gonna start making hella strawberry muffins because that's what the people are fucking with. And you give the people that, and you constantly turn that wheel around, constantly, constantly, and constantly. So you have to be on social media a lot if you can afford it. And you have to do that consistently and persistently and make sure you're giving what the people want and make sure that you are adjusting to what the market is doing, not what you want the market to do. And love it. Love it. And, and it's, it's a lot of, of good advice because it's like you said it by just you posting content you will have the data like and for me the example of the muffins it's great if you publish if you posted three three photos of muffins and everyone likes the the chocolate muffin you have already some some information there so right maybe I'll this is the, great, our best you, seller i'll give you a great piece of advice for, to, to grow your podcast I, i i didn't really check your page out that much but If you start, and I, I see you're recording this, when you, once you start posting these, so I, I suggest maybe you start asking people, hey, who do you want me to interview next? Okay. Comment below, comment, comment below who, you want, who you want me to interview next. Now you're, allowing your, now you're allowing your community to be a part of what you're doing. And so, the next, so think about this, and I know it starts very small. So let's say, if, let's say this person that they wanted you to interview is, is not important at all. Like let's say this, this person's like, this person like just not i don't want to say not important but they're just they're probably just a normal person it's not a celebrity that, yeah not celebrity if you interview that person that that person left a comment they're gonna say oh shit he fucking he like he listened he listened to what i said that's that that's that that is a fan for life and let's say and now you're interviewing that person let's say after that interview you say okay who you guys want who you guys want me to interview next and then they give you someone else that next person you interview could know the biggest talent recruiter in your fucking state, in your, in your area. And that's going to lead to the opportunities. So when you add your community to what you're doing, it's not, it's not, oh, here's my interview. Now go watch it. It's, hey guys, I, I just interviewed the guy. I just interviewed someone you guys told me to do. It's like you're, you're doing it for them. Mm -hmm. So ask them, who do you guys want me to interview next? Or ask them, hey, what should we do? What should we do in the next interview? Or what should we do here? Or what should we do there? Or, or do something crazy, like, or interview the people that are commenting on your posts. Like, really think of different ways to incorporate your audience to what you're doing. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, they, they don't, they, it doesn't come together. A lot of people, I'll take music artists, for instance. A lot of music artists, they make music and they put it out. And here's the audience. And they say, here, listen to this listen to this watch me do this i just shot a music video go watch it go do this they're treating their audience like slaves like captive slaves that have to that have to abide by their every command 
they're not mm-hmm. making it actual they're not making it a community good music artists like good ones they, they they go live with the audience they talk to them they 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 tell them what they're about to do next they ask them who should you know who should i make a song with next mm-hmm. who should i do this with they say you know thank you guys for the support thank you guys i just i just hit 100 followers thank you for thank you for that i just hit i just hit 500 followers thank you i just hit 1000 followers thank you they make they make a community of, around what they're doing so i forgot your question again but uh, what was the question Oh no 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 no! Because I it was in the in the follow way of of the small business. After you give the example of my podcast, and first oh, yeah, of all, yeah. I love it. First, first the the tips. I'm still new at the social media stuff, so I started in Corona. Like I was in Facebook, I was in Mirk, I was like long time ago, but I. I didn't like that kind of of, of uh, social media that you start to compare yourself too much with the other person's life. So I said, this is yeah. not for me. But the, it's always, for me, it has always some advantage, like you were yeah. saying now. And do, you, do you have a LinkedIn? Yes, I have. Yo, so if so, I have a, I have a great tip. Please. I went on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great platform. A lot, a, a lot of people in the marketing um, place on Twitter, they kind of, they like to, they like to shit on LinkedIn because they say, oh, it's a bunch of spam, people spam me, oh, I don't, I never really do anything on LinkedIn. That's because those people aren't, they don't, they're not using the platform right. If, if you don't use something right, you're going to, you're going to think it sucks. If you don't use, if you don't use something right, you're going to think it sucks. So, so let, let's just get that basic fact out of the way. The, the way to, LinkedIn is not, I really don't, I really don't think of LinkedIn as social media at all. LinkedIn is LinkedIn is a tool. I I only I post content on LinkedIn. I do that, but I know that in a way it is the way the app is amortizing out and they're trying to add stories. LinkedIn is I don't know that I mean it's owned by Microsoft, so I don't see it going out of business anytime soon. But that that app is it's kind of off on an island somewhere. But LinkedIn is a tool. You can literally go on LinkedIn. You can search. You can search for people that you're trying to connect with. It's called LinkedIn. You link in with people. That's what the platform is for. It's not about like I don't know what people. I don't know how I don't, I don't know what people think. I have what I look at it is you're linking with people. You're making connections. Mm. I was talking to um, shoot, this international stuff is is screwing up my examples. Is there a what is the water called? What's the name of that water? Is it called something? Aqua something. I forgot. But I was talking to the CMO of like a huge, like, it wasn't Fiji water. Is there Fiji water in Germany? Fiji water? Yeah, I know Fiji water. I know Fiji water. Yeah. It, it wasn't Fiji water, but it was. But yeah, some brand of water. I, I was I was I was literally talking to the chief marketing officer of that brand. I was literally talking to them on LinkedIn because I searched I searched um that company's name I can't remember it. I searched that and I searched CMO. I looked them up. You can literally hit connect. You can hit follow. You can you can send them a message. You can literally you can literally talk to and type in like you can literally type in you can type in the defensive coach for Borussia Dortmund for instance, the soccer team. You can literally talk to that guy. You can literally type mm-hmm. in, okay, the head manager of fucking, I don't know, 
arsenal. You can literally type in these fucking people and they can pop up and you can talk to them. So I would say, hey, I'm, 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 gotta tap the screen to read your name. Okay, keep going. I'm Vasco. I just started a podcast. Um, I would love to have you on. I would love to know your story. I would love to know this. Da, 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 da. Let me know if, because if the thing is with, with podcasts, people like to feel famous. Mm. People like to feel important. If you hit up, if you hit up people that are in these high positions that don't, that don't get asked to get on podcasts. It's like, oh shit, I'm about to get on a podcast. Like, what the fuck? I, like, someone wants to know what I have to say. Those people are nine times out of ten going to agree to do it. Now, the thing is, you have to. These people are busy. These people are, you know, they have a lot of things to do. But if you would reach, if you would take time and like to reach out to like a hundred or like two hundred people in your area of, of what you want to do, as far as like, I don't know a whole lot of things in Germany. Um, as far as like these like people, let's say sports people, or if it's people in like the rap or whatever it is, if you hit these people up on LinkedIn, like the, the high level ones, hmm. that's going to give you a, a lot of exposure. And those people might know next people, um, people and people that know people, people that know other people. And then in five or 10 years, you know, you, you have your own, you have your own segment on fucking YouTube. Like that's how it works. Love it. Man, I love the idea. And it's so practical, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. It's very practical and I will use it for sure. All of them, I will think about Probably. it and I will worry. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Now I wanted to ask you, let's deviate a little bit. How do you describe your mindset? How do I describe my mindset? Well, that's a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. That's an interesting question. Um, I'm a little, that's the thing. I'm a little like, I'm a little like cuckoo. I'm a little crazy. So my mindset is pretty weird um my mindset is i don't know man you ask you're asking the wrong person but instead i i answer this question you have to i don't know man i really don't know how to answer this question it's like it's like asking a blind person you know What color is my shirt? It's like, I don't fucking, <laughs> I can't see, man. I don't even know. I'm aware of my mindset. You know, oh, no. I've been through so much shit. I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot of trauma. I've been through a lot of things that normal average people would like be done. Like they would just be done. They would just give up. And my mindset, I, I guess I'll answer this. I always think about, I think about my why, like why I'm doing this, because I want to, you know, be a good person. I want to be the best person possible. But if I were to really think about my mindset, it would, it just has to be like, like I'm not coming back. Like, this is it. Like, this is it. I have a, I have a, this is it mindset. Like, I'm not coming back. I'm not going to have another chance to do this. Like, you're going to, like, tomorrow, like, you could be like a fucking, who's to say a, a fucking meteor when it come on planet earth and just and destroy half of Germany and that fucking people like, who was to say that was not gonna happen? Like, we don't know what is gonna happen tomorrow. This could be your last day, dude. You can close this computer. I'm, I'm God forbid it doesn't happen. We can, we can have a great interview. You can say, hey, see you, Vasco. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to go um, do that new strategy that Kendra's told me about. And boom, you can have a heart attack and die. Yeah. 
and then you wake up in the hospital the next day and they revived you, but you're fucking paralyzed. Like, shit happens all the time like that. It's true. And when I think about things, if I face adversity, I'm like, well, at least I'm not paralyzed. Well, if some, like if I lost a client, well, at least I'm not totally bankrupt. If I lost an artist, I'm like, well, at least I have, like, I'm always thinking, at least I have this. And I'm always thinking, well, this is it. And I'm just, I'm totally, I'm totally numb to a lot of things. I know that's not good. I kind of have that, like that psychopathic numbness, like this kind of no remorse thing about me. Like I, like I really, I'm kind of, I'm numb to a lot of things. I'm emotional. I cried about, I think I cried three times this year. I don't know if that's a good number. <laughs> I don't know how, how much the average person cries a year. I think I cried like three times. Even when I'm down, like when I like when something really tragic happens, like I have to, I, I swear to God my whole life, I have to force myself to like, to get downtrodden and get down. I have to force myself to, because I know if I don't, if I don't express Expel. this emotion, it's going to, yeah. It's gonna like it's gonna build up, and I'm gonna end up cussing somebody out. So I have to like force, I have to force those tears out. Like, I'm like cry, I'm like cry, Kendrick. Like, get those tears out. Like, I have to, like, I have to like beat myself up to do it. So, my mindset is, you know, this is it, and I'm just grateful to be a human being. I don't understand how anyone else could have a different mindset. Like, you're not coming back. Like, you're not coming back, and this is it. You and I are not starving you know ribs showing you know skin peeling off like we're alive or healthy this is it like take wake up every single day and say that i'm going to do the best i fucking can like i'm going to like if you are not waking up in the morning and thinking how can i make this world less miserable you're making a huge mistake you have like it's all aligned with purpose when you're aligned with your purpose, so many things that mattered don't matter. Like what other people are doing, how much money other people have, the, the status of other people, how much how much followers other podcast editors have, how much views, how much views uh, someone else is getting, how much likes someone else is getting that they fucking buy that are fake. So much other things don't matter when you're aligned with your purpose because the only thing that you can see it's yourself and that fucking goal and nothing else. It's crazy that nothing else matters. Nothing, nothing else matters to me, but obviously, you know, loved ones and my friends, but between you and I, man, like nothing else matters, but, but me and my goals. That's it. That's the only people that, that's the only things that exist in my mindset. And I, oh, I, oh, I wasn't always like this. But it came through, I guess, luck. It came through preparation. It came through a lot of adversity. It just came through years and years of focus. It came through a lot of focus, man. Like I put a lot of work. I'm not, I'm not crazy successful. I'm not anywhere yet. But where I am right now, it took so much work, dude. Like it took so much. Hours and hours of being awake at night, not sleeping. Like I, I developed sleeping disorders in the past because for not sleeping, I would go to bed 
and my fucking head would shake and my eyes would fucking roll in the back of my head. Like I was like, I was getting in terrible shape. Now I don't, I don't suggest people get sleeping disorders, but the thing is, is like, you just got to see you and your goal. That's it. That's all that matters in my mindset. That's all that matters. And I love it. And, and, and exactly like you said, it, it's you and your goal and the people that you love. If you are pursuing something that you love, You will make other people's in your way happy. And you are talking yeah. about this year. What were the big lessons that you are taking from this year in, in particularly and this situation, the, this COVID-19? <clears throat> well, um, you say you're from Portugal, right? Exactly. But you, how, long have you, how long have you been living in Germany? Three years now. Three years? Okay, cool. So you're from South America. Um, yeah. So this year, I think, and this is kind of weird, this year was really about due, dil due diligence. I think this year, because social media, media in general, has inflated so big, people are, aren't, people aren't thinking for themselves. They're letting the internet think for them and they're letting the internet make their own decisions. I'm actually writing a book, drum roll, actually writing a book. I've been playing this book forever since 2017. Um, we're going to start writing it on January 1st. It's called Well-Rounded Fool. That's going to be my first book I'm ever going to write. This book is going to be about, and the thing is, it's really crazy. I was going to start writing it two years ago, but I knew that <clears throat> I, I was too stupid to write a book. I'm just going to put it like that. I was too stupid to write a book. I didn't want, I didn't want to, I didn't want this book to be just a diary of my opinion and just how I think about things. I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted it to be empirical. I wanted it to have data in it. I want to have facts in it. I wanted it for, I want, I want, I want a 50 year old mature man that has a family and wife and kids don't want to pick this book up and read it. And where I was two years ago, no one's reading that. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't even read that fucking book. But I think now, this year especially, I think now I'm, 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 I'm more capable of writing a book that's actually going to, you know, like, like hit people. Mm -hmm. So the book is called Well-Rounded Fool. And basically what that is, is someone that is, Someone that's very, this is something that's really going on in America, all over, in the West too. People are very ideological about their thinking and they're not practical at all. They're, they're complete ideologues in their thinking. They, they, don't, they don't know the full story of things. They don't have a full perspective on things and they form low resolution ideologies around things they don't fully know. And they try to bring more people into it. And this is increasingly going on in politics. It's going on in the music industry. It's going on everywhere. People are getting half the story and making full opinions. It's crazy. They're getting half of the story and making full-on opinions about things. And, and I know it's kind of, that's kind of a weird topic to make a book about. But if you get down to the root of what's going on right now with people in their, in their ordinary lives, we do that a lot more than we think. We know half of the stories of things, but yet 
we have a whole a whole mindset on it. We know half the story. And this book is going to be about knowing the full story of things. It's going to be about learning the whole entire story. It's going to be about how to, how to it's, it's called well-rounded fool, how to break the paradox of, in, intellig, of intelligent stupidity. That's the subtitle. It's intelligent stupidity. It's going to be about learning things. It's going to be about doing, putting in the work first. It's going to be a book about how, even back in history and, and how, you know, I'm not trying to get too political on here, but like how this, like how the left and the right side of politics is playing a huge part in um in the world right now with this like, this victim mentality. You know, everyone's a victim. Oh, if if you offend me, you're racist. We come to these huge conclusions, knowing half of the story, making full opinions about things. We label people. Oh, you're bigoted. Oh, you're racist. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that knowing half of the story, but not knowing the full entire thing, not being educated. This book is going to be about how to, why it's important to do your due diligence on things, how you can prevent ideological thinking, and how you can become practical and become a well-grounded person, a well-grounded person that knows the full thing, that puts in natural work, and then, and then opens their mouth and talks about something. And then, and then, goes and pursues it, because that—that's that—that that, to me, that's the biggest problem in society. People, you know, people read like a headline or two, like people read like a fucking headline or two. Headlines. I call them headline readers. Yeah. And, oh, now I'm a feminist now. Like, oh, I'm a fucking I'm a doctor because I read one article about fucking um heart surgery. I, I'm, a, I'm a doctor now. I know everything about. I know everything about this i know everything about this and people are headline readers and what's really going on if you go on twitter you have a twitter yes even on twitter now when you when you want to retweet something a little a little quote pops up and said hey do you want you want do you want to read the full thing like this is so sad this is so sad that we've come to a place in society where we have to we have to remind people to read the full thing before they form an opinion that's fucking bonkers that's crazy. And I know a lot of people are, are kind of, they have their opinions on we shouldn't be being censored and we shouldn't, and the fact checkers and all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not with the fact checking. I'm not with the violations of our freedom of speech. I'm not with that. But you have to take an account, you, but you, at, at some point, you have to be accountable. And just to ask yourself, you know, how the hell did we get here in the first place? How do we get to a point where we have to have, where we have to get fact checked? Because people, because people are spreading, people don't want to read shit anymore. People are just spreading bullshit that that's not fully true. And I know that I know that you can't control what people are saying. I know you can't control what what we say and how we say it. But we can raise people's interest, and we can raise. We can if it's through a book, if it's through a, a video, if it's through an interview, if it's through me talking right now. We can encourage people to want to read fully into something before they get into something. We, we can encourage people to really conceptualize things and then act. We can, we can encourage people. We can, we can do our work to encourage people to want to be smart and be intelligent. I, I think we can encourage that. And then we wouldn't need fact checkers. Then we wouldn't need a bunch of, we wouldn't need, um, 
prompts on our posts say, hey, make sure you read the full post, buddy. Like, we wouldn't need that kind of stuff. And I know, we, I know we're never going to get to a point where, you know, we're just a complete utopian society and we're all smart and we're all doing the right thing. I know that's not, that's not even the fucking goal here. The goal, but the goal is the point that if we can bring as much people together as possible through a book, through a video, through an interview, we can get as much people possible all crazy obsessed with knowing the facts, that's going to be a better world. If we can get obsessed with knowing facts, we can get obsessed with knowing the stats about things. 99% of entrepreneurs fail. Only 1% of people actually make it. But yet there's people selling courses on, oh, how is how become a millionaire in fucking 30 days, how to, how to make a six figure business in 30 days with my fucking course. It's fucking ridiculous, man. So that's, that's what this book is going to be about. It's going to be about, and, th- and that's why I think, and that's why I think it's important that I start that I start writing it this year because everything is so fresh. I don't know if um how, um politics is in, uh Europe, but um <clears throat> yeah this this was an election. It's becoming election hot. Year. Yeah, this year was an election year in the U.S. Yeah. So, so it's really so it's really important that I start writing this um this year while it's all going on while it's all fresh, and that's not going to be done till like. I think it's going to take me at least like two or three years to finish it. But <clears throat> this year was really about learning the full story and just really knowing your facts because competence and, and intelligence and facts are what makes you unstoppable. It really does. Man, perfect, perfect. I love it. I was reading also now going uh, one sentence in your Instagram and let's talk a little bit about this sentence. Worrying about everything isn't only a bad idea, is literally impossible. What's, yeah. What should we do? That's, that, that, that's, a, that's a really good quote. So yeah, worrying about everything isn't also a bad idea. It's impossible. Like you can't worry about everything. You really can't. If you did, you know, there would, there would literally be no point. There, there would be no point. Like back to the question you asked me before. And, <clears throat> I, and I, I'll even go in more detail. I cut my friend off because he was, he, he just became very nihilistic, meaning he, he, he thought there was no meaning in life. He didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in anything. He just thought the world was just a fucking world. And he was being very rude and arrogant about it. And I just, I just cut him off. And I said, you know what? I don't need that type of energy around me. So I cut him off because he was being nihilistic and he didn't have a purpose and he didn't have a meaning. I don't need no one around me that doesn't have a meaning. That's like, that's a no, no, like, no, like, Get the fuck away from me. I'm not having anyone around me like that. <clears throat> so that's, that's one point. So when I say that it's impossible to worry about everything, it's, impo- it's impossible. You, 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 can't, you, you can't save everyone. As bad as I would like to, you know, sit down and talk with my friend about oh, God and this and the Bible and talk about, you know, life and there's meaning in life. As much as I would like to do that, you can't worry about everything. You can't. And it's a bad idea to try to save everyone and save everything and save this and save that a lot of people they get caught in this conundrum of constant rescuing people and i understand a lot of compassionate people as myself i experienced that too where we have this like burning desire to want to help everyone and, and and rescue people like we have that desire to want to help people but at the end of the day you know, we, we're feeling fucking empty. Like, we're feeling empty inside. We didn't, I didn't even check on myself. 
and I, I stopped doing that. Like, I don't do that anymore. Like, I used to overextend myself for people, and I would, I would be the last person to eat. I'd be the last person to, to make sure that who was okay. Fuck that. I'm not doing that shit anymore. I don't do that anymore. That's like, that's long and gone. And a lot of people, they, they, they conflate caring and worrying about things. Caring and worrying are two different things. Worrying involves anxiety. Worrying involves angst. Worrying involves a negative emotion. Caring is actual compassion. Caring is mature. Caring is being okay with the ramifications. That's what caring is. Those are two different things. And a lot of people conflate those two things. Those are, those are two very different, different concepts. So you can care about things. You can care, but don't worry about things. Worrying is very bad. Worrying draws a negative emotion. Worrying is about anxiety. Oh shit, oh, fuck, I didn't, I didn't get them. Or oh fuck, I didn't post today. Or fuck, I didn't do this. Or fuck, I didn't do that. Like, you can't worry about everything, dude. But once you understand that you constantly trying to fix everything, once you understand that you can't be on top of everything, that relieves so much stress. You don't have to. Not only, I'll even add to that quote. Not only is worrying about everything a bad idea, it's also impossible. And here's another line. And you don't have to. You don't have to worry about everything. You're not compelled to worry and be on top of everything. You have to be on top of as much as you can do. And the key is to not punch yourself in the face just because you fucked up on one thing. A lot of people like, and trust me, I'm hard on myself. I'm really hard on myself, but I can let, but I can take it. But a lot of people like, they'll like, they'll get, they'll be so hard on themselves because they messed up or they, or they forgot to do something or something didn't happen. I just don't understand that. You don't have to be on top of everything. And once you understand that you're not responsible for anybody else besides yourself, it alleviates so much stress, alleviates so much, it liberates you to, you decide what you're going to worry about. Like you decide, not people let the, people let like the, the level of other people's agony dictate what they have to worry about. No, you, Vasco, you decide what Vasco is going to take care of you decide what you are going to care about. Not, not someone else's screams of terror and horror and, and pain. That's for that person to worry about. And I know what I'm saying is kind of, um, that it would turn off someone that's like compassionate and wants to care for everyone. But once you understand that we're all, the fuck? Oh, you are back. Hello? Back, back, back. We're back. <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Perfectly. I don't know what the hell that was. Once you, under, once you understand that we are all individual, autonomous human beings, and we all have our own shit, it alleviates so much extra baggage that we don't have that we don't have to carry. <laughs> Worrying about everything, I always say this: I don't give a fuck about anything. Like I, I kind of already told you, that. I don't give a fuck about anything. That doesn't mean I don't care about anything. Mm -hmm. It means I. I do mean I don't worry about shit. It's a very sophisticated thing. And I know that me saying I don't give a fuck about anything, I know that kind of throws people off. Like, what do you mean I don't give a fuck? Like, I do that on purpose because not giving a fuck means being equally prepared and okay for anything to happen. 
I feel if I'm going into something, if I'm going into like a meeting, I'm prepared for them to say, hey, I'm, I'm with it. Let's do it. And I'm prepared to say, you're fucking stupid. Leave me alone. I'm okay with it. I'm okay waking up tomorrow and getting kicked out my house. I'm, I'm okay with waking up tomorrow and having my Instagram page deactivated. I'm prepared. I'm okay for anything, anything, because I can't worry about all of life's, all of life's adversity. You can't worry about it all. You have to take it as it comes. So once some, so I'll leave you with this. So once, once someone understands that worrying about something, once someone understands that worrying about everything is a bad idea, once they know that it's impossible to worry about everything, and once they know that they don't have to, they can have a much better life. Once they understand those three things. I love it, man. I love it. I really love it. And it's like, for me, sometimes what is happening, and, and now you make me think about it, it's sometimes we confuse caring with worrying, you know? Sometimes, oh, oh, yeah. You, you you get confused you think that because you are worried about the person you care the, and it's exactly the opposite way ever yeah. around and it's it, now you make me think with with another perspective like thank you for that You're welcome, tell, me, tell me one thing what is your definition of success wow that's a good question so here's here, here's how i think of success Success to me is the byproduct of failure. That's what I think success is. I don't think I don't think of success as a, as a, a tangible object. I think of success as success is a pursuit. Success is an ongoing thing. It, it doesn't have a form. It doesn't have a. It's like you don't become successful and you just sit here and I'm successful now. Like that's not it. Once you're in, you have to put it into perspective because highly highly conscientious people and highly successful people they're constantly going they're constantly going and if you watch enough interviews if you listen to enough people and if you really if you really like capture people if you watch interviews from like like our celebrities or like artists and they're asking or like new or let's say new celebrities or new artists and they have all the stuff And if you if you really pay attention to when the, when they're when they're getting interviewed and they're saying oh how do you like all this how do you like all this fame or how do you like all this stuff and they, what do they always say? Uh, what they always say in in respect of the oh, yeah out of out of all the stuff what do they always say? Man, I, I think it's it's some they will say that they work for it. Well, well, yeah, but if if you really pay attention, they all say. No, it doesn't. I I still feel like a. I still feel like I'm just a normal person. Oh yes, 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 yes. Right. They always say, "Oh, I feel like it was just yesterday. I was just a normal person." They always feel like that nothing changed. They're just crazy famous. They're just crazy in the state. And but to all of us, they're crazy successful. So, so to me, when I look at that, and I, and I, and, I, and that's not just one instance. I've seen that a lot of times. And if you really watch documentaries, if you watch these people, they're they're normal ass people, but they never do. You never feel like you're successful. You never feel that. You never. It's never a constant. It's not a constant thing. 
Mm. No, no, it's not. It's not an ending thing. It's a constant facade. It's a constant thing. That's it's constant. the journey. It's the journey of it. Yeah. So that's how I think about success. Success is failure. So, and the only reason how people get to those things is because they fail. It's because they go through things and they fail, and something doesn't work, and something didn't work, and something else didn't work. Like let's take Mark Zuckerberg for instance. He had like ten other things that failed before he had Facebook. Like ten other things. Let's think about this now. And each of them, he worked as hard on each of those things as Facebook. So let's just think about that. Let's just take that in perspective. Let's just say that Facebook wasn't the thing that popped off. Let's say it was something else. Let's say it was totally something else that that failed and worked. We would all be on that thing, whatever it would be called. Maybe MySpace. Called, you know, arm book, arm book. Yeah, yeah, MySpace or whatever. We would all be on that. But it was through all that failure of things. It was through that failure that he would have never got to Facebook if, he, if all those 10 things did not fail. You see what I'm saying? We would mm -hmm. never had Facebook. And if we never had Facebook, Facebook never would have bought Instagram. If we never had Instagram, I would never make content. If I never made content, I would never be talking to you. Mm -hmm. You never would have seen that. So success is the byproduct. Facebook is the byproduct of all 10 of those things failing. And it's a con and and here's the thing how it never ends. What what was what how damn, you said you were new to social media. But I I'll, I'll get I'll inform you. Facebook right now versus mm. Facebook 10 years ago two totally different fucking things. Fuck. Two totally you can tell me you can completely different it's, man. It's the, Instagram in 2011 versus Instagram in 2021, two totally different fucking apps. When the app came out in 2010, it was only pictures. It was only a picture app. That was it. But what did but what but what was what what was Kevin's um Kevin Systrom? He's the CEO of Instagram. What did everyone think that Kevin was? He was successful. He made Instagram. He he made it. It got sold to Facebook for what like a fucking billion dollars. He was successful then. But Instagram never stopped. Kevin's Kevin's system, he didn't just have Instagram and just say, oh, that's it. I'm just never going to touch it. I'm just going to have my hands up. Now we're buying things on Instagram now. Now we have Instagram reels. Now we have videos on Instagram. Now we can go live. Now we can fucking, we can fucking, um, what, what else? We have fucking DMs. We have, so like, it keeps on changing. It keeps on molding. It's never, it, the Instagram is never going to, it's never just going to be one thing. Exactly. It's constant. It's constantly evolving, and that's how success is. It's 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 always constantly evolving. That's how I think about success. So, when people think that success is like a, a certain amount, or they say, or they say, oh, when I get one thing, or sadly mistaken, because I tell you what, if your success is to just get one thing and then stop. You're in, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Seriously, man, you're in a lot of trouble. People are going to get bored of that. And and yeah, and you are so right. Like I love it. All all the the, the description and the sentence that you can do highlight of that the success. It's the byproduct of failure. And sometimes for us, I will say in society, and I'm generalizing, and I, say, I know that is never right to generalize, uh, but 
accepting failure it's something and talking about our failures it's something that it's not very common we i think that we still use social media as the great life that i have not the real life that i have it's something that is changing but yeah. it's i don't know if you agree with me yeah social media is it's definitely it's exposing people and and the fact that it's exposing people and so I, I'll, I'll i'll go this way social media is really really changing <clears throat> at first you could you could fool you could trick people into thinking that you were living a certain way so you uh, you could fool some people a couple of years ago but now i'm thinking i'm just taking a wild guess here just from what i'm seeing now we're starting to we're starting to look at those people that are you know posing you know with big uh wads of like money next to the ear and next to like private planes and stuff like we're starting to look at that with a little bit of cynicism now we're like that dude, like he's he's just fucking faking it. Like he's he's putting on. It's really it's becoming really easy to distinguish who's who's real and who's fake. And especially during this year, during the pandemic. I can't tell you how many people had entrepreneur in their bio, how many people took that out. I just sat back. I was so happy when I seen that because in 2019, I was like, that person is not fuck like you're you're not that. And I'm like, just wait, just wait till a crazy tragedy, I don't know, like like a like a global health pandemic. Let's wait till something like that happens. They're gonna cook it. they're gonna fucking quit. Next thing you know, this pandemic happens, they all fucking quit and they take entrepreneur like entrepreneurs gone. They're not entrepreneur anymore. I I just I just wasn't feeling it. Just wasn't feeling it. Social media is exposing people. It really is at a rapid rate. So that's why people are, are constantly trying and, and people are now they're trying to keep up that image that they had. When everything was, when the economy was great, just a couple months, just a couple months ago, they're trying. They're, people are trying to keep up that image, and I think within the next five or ten years, we're really we're going to get to a point where, and I'm already seeing this with TikTok. If you're really paying attention, like people, like authenticity is 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 really something really great. Authenticity is winning. It's winning a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people say, you know, Instagram is why Instagrams, you know. Instagram is, is declining, and a lot of people are getting on TikTok. Like that's 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 the really big app. Clubhouse, <clears throat> it's an, I don't think it's um, international yet. There's a there's an app called Clubhouse. It's getting really big. It's a new app in the U.S. But um, if you look at the quality of content on TikTok, what is it? It's just people in their house doing dances, fun. It's, it's like you can't get any more real than that. Mm. And and this and and there's a reason why that's the biggest app right now because because people are tired of you know doing it for the gram like they're tired of that shit. People are like authenticity now, and these in, these internet and and a lot of these internet fools are are getting on TikTok and they're trying to do Instagram stuff on TikTok. And if you read the comments, <laughs> TikTok comments are are vicious. Like those comments are like those those are the front like. I thought YouTube had some had some comedians in the comment section. TikTok is the, the like I mean the level of just pure comedy genius of people on the TikTok comments, bro. Those people are hilarious. They will flame you if they if they sense like the slightest like and this is so great. That's why I don't understand like how people cannot like social media. It's like it all depends on how you look at it. Like I think if it's great, like being real is winning like authenticity is winning and we're no longer 
we're no longer happy to see someone put on a, a fake act. So the minute these kids and kids are really good at at, at, at picking up fakeness, kids are really they're fucking they're masters at that because they've been doing that since they're fucking born. Like a, like, like your teacher, like you could like you could tell if your teacher could actually cared about what they were teaching or not. You could mm-hmm. tell. I know I could tell. But the minute you do something stupid or you or you or you do something out of out of like just not authentic those people are going to rip your face off they're going to rip you into pieces because that's not what tiktok is about it's about being yourself it's about being yourself do a do a little dance or, or say something or say something meaningful or be yourself and i really think that and a lot of people are, are you know they hate it because you know they think oh there's a platform there's fucking kids dancing and stuff and it's just like it's just nothing but it's like I mean, what do you want these kids doing? You want them to be in the street, like doing drugs? You want them to be doing what what they were doing on Instagram? Like, do you want them to be fucking like like being fake or getting or getting sad about likes? Like TikTok is not like oriented. It's not TikTok. It really isn't view oriented either. So we're already so we're already and a lot of people are a lot of young youth are wrapped up in the amount of views and likes they get. Mm. Like that stuff was real. Like people have like killed themselves over over that, which is like, I don't know. You have to be. I don't understand that. I don't, don't want to get into that. And you can't blame that on social media at all. You can't blame someone killing themselves because you cannot blame it on social media. That person has deep, deep insecure problems with themselves. That that you cannot you cannot lay that at the feet of Mark Zuckerberg and tell him that he killed your daughter because you didn't. You didn't give her daughter post likes. You cannot put that on them. That is to the parent. That's to that family. That is like, that's something totally different. So TikTok is already getting rid of these like metrics. We're not judging anything on metrics anymore. We're judging it on authenticity. And to a certain degree, TikTok is kind of getting, um, what would you say? Kind of stale because everyone's kind of doing the same thing. A little bit. There's a variety of content on TikTok. Don't get me wrong. There's a variety. You have to. You, it goes by. It goes by what you like. The algorithm is perfect right now. It's about. It's about what you like. About what you. What you like to see. And from what I'm seeing, authenticity is winning. Like pure authenticity. And that's going to be really, really great. Um, in that in the next coming years, because we're not we're not basing things off of metrics and and, and putting on a show. It's like we're rewarding you for being yourself. When has that ever happened? Exactly. It's crazy. It's gonna it's gonna be really good. I think yeah, and the shift that you are seeing, I think it's 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 yeah, it's the next step, you know, because everyone it's using masks and it's tiring and after the, it's like you're saying, people are not like buying anymore, you know. Like mm, yeah. you you are another one with a jet, okay, okay. <laughs> Exactly yeah. like you were saying. I yeah. think it's lovely. And the thing, and the thing, and, and the thing is, the the structure of the of the platform. <laughs> this this is one negative sign. Um, these kids are. I won't say that they. I won't say that they have like a level of resentment towards people that have a lot, but it's there. <laughs> and. I, I remember, like, there, there, there was a trend going on called, like, um, my rich, rich friend check. Like, oh, like, oh, like, and, and, the, and the challenge was to show off, like, your fancy house. Okay. And in the comment section, like, these people were not having it. Like, they're like, fuck you. Like, oh, go to hell. Go to hell. Like, go to hell. Go to hell. Oh, 
she oh no oh it sucks for her like these people are ripping these people apart and when you and when you see things like that let, let's say if you posted that same video on instagram they would all be like they would all be like pray that they would like be like praying they would be like they'll be like at, at on their knees like like worshiping you as if you were like god or something so the level of respect of content between just the just instagram and, and tiktok it's like you can't you can't you can't knock that you know like we're, we're getting in a spot where it's becoming not cool to be arrogant and flex your fucking things it's a complete opposite of instagram it's gonna be really really great man Exactly. I think uh, yeah, the more real that you are, the, the easier it's the path to yeah. in the social media. I, I will say that. But I, but I will say, those people are really judgmental. These kids are really judgmental. Exactly. I will say that. That that's. I mean, that's, I mean, everything's not perfect, but they're coming. Like they're they're coming. They're really judgmental. They're, and they're, it's they're really easier are. to to be a. a, a a border warrior, you know, behind the yeah. screen, everyone can, you know, like, yeah. and, but like you said, it's, it's a way also to, man, to, if you take the, 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 the critic and group and learn with something, if it's something constructive, you take it home, you learn it. If not just man, worst case scenario yeah. is it's your TikTok and you can exclude everybody from that. Right. You know, so Tell me a little bit about daily habits. Do you have anything like do you do any daily habits, morning routines? Um, that's a great question. Um, I was on a I'm gonna feel like a hypocrite now because I'm in I'm in this period where I'm taking like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back on. I'm gonna get back on it Monday because I just got done with this crazy workout thing I was on. I was on it for 75 days. I was working out twice, I was working out two times a day for 45 minutes i was doing two 45 minute workouts every single day i was drinking like i was on this crazy workout thing i lost a lot of weight by the way so you're you're, you're catching me right when i got off of that crazy thing so now i'm like i'm like in the i'm in the cheesy world now so <laughs> so so i don't so, so i'm not i'm not lying when i tell you this but my work i, I work out a lot i'm in, I'm, I'm only taking two weeks off but um right but monday i'm i'm getting right back on it so i wake up at five in the morning every single day five six in the morning every single day i work out do the first workout um i check the articles i check a uh, billboard i check um the ad age i check the blogs and things i check the internet to make sure what's going on so i can you know make sure to know what type of content to make or what to tell people or anything i check up on my people and um i go on my computer And I just, I just get to town. I just work on my computer. I reach out. I'm really, I'm trying to push my brand out. I'm, re, I'm reaching out to people. The end, like kind of the advice I told you, mm -hmm. the whole LinkedIn mm -hmm. thing. I'm doing that constantly. And then I have a second workout in the afternoon. I usually do that around seven. Um, then I eat dinner and then I just go back on my computer and I just post and make content. Um, Vivo Media is slow as fuck. Um, I really have to make a lot of more effort towards that. But um, as far as hard music, um, artists, they're doing okay, I guess. Um, one of my artists have, um, they're not my artist, but I don't, I, don't, I, don't say, I don't like to say my artist. It sounds kind of like possessive, but one of the artists I work with, he has a music video coming out tomorrow. So mm -hmm. we're going to promote that. Um, basically, you know, I have a really 
boring life. Like it's really boring. All I do is just work on my computer. That's it. That's all I do. From five, I go to sleep around. It's crazy. I go to sleep around like twelve or one, and then I might like right back up at like five. I kind like I usually sleep around like four or five hours of sleep. Fuck, man. Man, I wake up early, but fuck, man, like five. Yeah. I I try it, but it's six. It's okay, but like yeah. And th and here's the thing: I wasn't a morning person two years ago. So it's all about like, I like to I like to torture myself a little bit. I'm a little weird. I'm a little. I'm a little uh, what's the word? Not uh, say I'm not a sadistic. I'm, that's another word. I, I I like to I like to put myself through excruciating pain. Like I, I love it. I will say like no be, pain, no gain. Yeah, no pain, no gain. I, I like I like to, like, it's weird. Like I like I like to, I I like right now when I just said Vivo Media is like slow. I'm not getting a lot of clients. Like, what business person would tell you that? Like, what business person would you know that would openly just come out and tell you that my business is slow? We're we're okay. we're, we're we're down. Like, I I love that. Like, I love that because that that's what gives me the drive to that 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 sends that sends fucking uh invisible messages to my brain that say, okay, I need to work harder. I need to do more things. That's what keeps me going. The uncertainty. Like that's what keeps me going. I like when everything's bad. I like that the world is shut down right now, because all the fake people—they're fucking in their rooms crying, like they're—they're they're fucking depressed. All those people that were that were being fake as fuck for the last decade—they are getting hit so hard right now. Like they're like, imagine this. Like imagine people like you and I. Like I this from talking to you for about. Whoa, it's almost. Yeah, this from talking to you. Like, I can tell you, you're, you're a real. You're a real genuine dude, you know. Like you, you like talking to people. Like you're, you're a real genuine dude. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to boast about myself, but I can. I can read people. Like I, you I, feel I energy. You yeah, dude. I knew who you were like the first ten minutes. Like mm -hmm. I just knew who you were. To think about this. You and I. You know, we we had we we would be lying if we wouldn't say that. You know, we had we got. Our, I I had my head down in the beginning of this year. Like everyone did. Like we're fucking humans. Like it really it hit us. But just like but just imagine how it hit someone that was being fake prior to that. Just imagine how it hit them. That's why, you know, I have so much empathy towards those people. I feel sorry for those people that that like have the like that are flexing and doing all this fake stuff. I feel sorry for those people because they're insecure as hell, man. Like they their entire worth their entire being is predicated on how you think about them that's bad so imagine what those people are going through right now imagine a level of like i don't know I, in the u.s these artists are they're they're dropping like flies dude people are dying like flies in the music industry executives when people die i don't, I don't know how they report it in europe when people die here they don't say when it's when when it's something when it's like suicide or when it's like this is how crazy the media is going when it's like something bad like suicide or overdose they say oh john passed away this morning and they say his cause of death his cause of death would, would is remained um not public like okay we're not we're not stupid we obviously know that he probably overdosed on drugs 
or he probably killed himself and they, and the family would rather it not be led to the public because if he if he had let's say if he had if he died from lung cancer or if he died from some type of health problem and why wouldn't you want people to know that exactly why wouldn't you want people to know if it was something like that you would want to know that so then you could help spread awareness around that but here's how when people are dying now like in, in like what month is it december like last month like oh my god like in the music industry that like, so many people are dying so many people are overdosing and dying and killing themselves and on, on drugs and they're, and they're going to drugs and they're going to so many bad things because they just can't take it because they weren't being real <laughs> they weren't they weren't prepared for this and you know like this year man this this year has really it's really is separating is separating us but i i can't i can't think of how you could look back at this year and say that this year was trash i just can't i can't see that but i mean despite people dying despite all the terror and the agony how much was built during this year how much good came out of this year i i just can't see it you you're either choosing you're either letting other people you're you're either you're the one to feel cool and shit on the year, you either want to feel cool and say, "Oh, twenty twenty trash." You want to, you either want to feel cool and say that, or you're just really a negative person, and you just want to blame all your problems on something else. But for people like you and I, and for the rest of the people that 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 heads are aligned, this year was one of the best ever. Not on paper. On paper, this year was terrible. <laughs> like on paper, this year was fucking terrible. Like you're crazy if you think this year was great, but. On a different level, this year was phenomenal. No, I completely understand you. For the humankind, it was a shitty year, but personally speaking, it was yeah. a year to grow. I, oh, yeah. yeah I totally agree ever. with you. Totally agree with you. Let's go. So I think it goes with, 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 with the, in the year. So let's say, what is the legacy? Because I like also to see what the person said, my guests, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Oh, wow. I, w I want to go down as one of the most honest, one of the most authentic people ever that just didn't give a fuck. And I just want to go down as one of the most influential people on planet Earth that did, like, did the most great things, that treated people right, that left the like I I literally want to like own this world like I have a crazy ambition like but I mean to a, a better point the legacy I want to leave on this world is that I want to be in the music industry I want to get in that like that that's my goal that's not going anywhere I want to I want to change how people view that I want when they, when people think of the music industry I want them to I don't want them to think of you know, it being sleazy and this, you know, being all about sex and being all about this. I want to change people's minds and I want them to know that you don't have to, because a lot of people, you know, they either sold drugs or they either, you know, sold their soul or they fucking did something else to get in. I want to be that example of someone that came from nothing, put in the actual work, didn't skip any steps, I didn't have I don't my, I don't have any famous uncles I don't I don't have a famous aunt that works at Atlantic Records I want to be the person that took it from point A to point Z and did it right and when I start when I, when I start to have employees when I start having people interning 
I'm going to treat them fucking good. There are so many stories about interns getting treated like shit and having upper management people think that they're above. I, what I'm telling you right now, I know it's going to happen. The minute I see someone in my company treating someone else like they're more than them, they're fucking mm-hmm. done. I don't give a fuck if they're the best person. They're fucking done. They're out. We're having a zero tolerance policy for that shit. We're going to be the, the people that take that, that are great and we're kind and we treat people with respect. And the only and the only record label, the only company, the only thing that people are going to want to be a part of is hard on music entertainment because we are fucking normal, normal human beings. And we're going to make the rest of these people look like fucking idiots. So that's a legacy I want to leave. I want to be the person that did it right the whole way through. We're not going to dig up no dirt on my fucking name. You're not going to, oh, he really fucking, oh, he, he's cheated or he got this or he did this and that. Nope, because it's all, where is it? And I'm do- the document, the whole entire thing, it's all on here. So you can't, you can't tell me that I skipped the step. You can't tell me that, oh, I got You are lucky. lying. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Let me take you, let me take you back to, <laughs> let me take you back because it's all on fucking film. I have it. I have it. So that's that's the legacy I want to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it here. It's gonna be on the internet. And someone, and someone, in 2000, in 2048, when I'm fucking out and I'm fucking, I'm I'm amazing. Someone is gonna look back on my page from 2017, and they're gonna look at that fucking dude. I had dreads at one point. I had really long hair. Like my fucking hair was down my back at one point, and I used to dress like a fucking weirdo. They're gonna look at that dude that came from fucking nothing and put this whole life on video and literally watch it change and literally see that he put in the work and he did this and he did that and he did everything right and he fucking made it and people like him and he's a good person. That's the legacy I want to leave. I love it. Love it, man. And I'm here to, to, make part of that report because yeah man i appreciate it i appreciate it the fact that you want that you that that the fact that someone on planet earth wants to talk to me for and finds me interesting for to talk to me for two hours that's like that's amazing like that's amazing to me so yeah. i have i have to show you a, a much appreciation for this i really admire it no no and already no no it's not your day to, to ask me questions like it's really something like a lot of people I'm getting fired up. People take this kind of, this kind of stuff for granted. Like they take stuff like this. They they really don't. They think this is about them. Like if you notice, if you if you notice this whole entire conversation, yes, I talked about myself because it's kind of it's kind of impossible to not talk about yourself during an interview. But I the the root of this is 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 for you, and for the people that are going to watch this. I'm not up here, like just boasting and talking about me. This isn't, this isn't about worshiping me. This is about, an interview is about making someone captive and drawing out as much information from them possible. That's what it's about. It's not about uh, putting, it's not like worshiping me for, for fucking two hours. And so many people get to a point where they, where they think they're fucking famous or they're popping and you know, they wouldn't go in detail and tell you about the things I said. It, they wouldn't tell you that their business is going down. They would tell you that they're fucking a successful entrepreneur. They would fucking go and lie and say something else. But they'll, they'll sit back and be like, oh, yeah, man, you just got to grind and put in the work. 
oh, you asked me a question. Oh, you, man, it's all about who you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to know the right people. You asked me another question. You asked me another question. Yeah, man, it's hard, man. You know, I have my days, but, you know, you just got to keep going. They're holding, they're holding all the information in. They don't want to let you know. They don't want to let you know. Those short, fucking dumb answers people, people give you that are, that are in high positions, they don't want to let you know. They don't want to talk about that. Ask me about my shoes. Ask me about my fucking watch I got on. Worship me. Worship me. Who, who, who do you think you are asking me about what I did to get successful? Worship me for this, for this, for this time. That's how they think. They're sick. And I want to, I want to, I want to totally change that, because no other music executive, no other people, no other people in my position, do this. If you go look, if you go look at other at other music managers, if you go look at other people that are in this field, oh my God, dude, like the level of, like I, I hope I really change your perspective on this. I want you to go. I want you to look into the music industry. I want you to look at different music artists and music managers and stuff. I want you to look at their pages. I want you to look at how they act, and then I want you to look at me, and then you're gonna see what the fuck. Like, <laughs> just like this dude does. Like, like, I've been a part of, I've been a part of, I was an intern for something called D1 Entertainment, like almost yeah. two years ago. This label, they 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 had partnerships with Republic Records, with Atlantic Records. This was a big label. These people had like millions of dollars. Like, I was a part of that label. I was on their street marketing team. And I used to help them promote promote artists and stuff. I was on I was on that team for a while, and so I I, I that's the closest I've ever got like to like the real real industry. That's the closest I've ever got. But they 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 kicked me out of the group. They kicked me out because I was doing too much. When I was in, I I remember this. When I was in, they they asked me to get on, and I was in. I was in the group chat, and everyone else was acting like fucking robots. And everyone else was, I don't know, everyone else was being weird. I was a guy, I was giving ideas. I was trying to, I was trying to guide a group this way. I was trying to give this, I was trying to give that. And they fucking kicked me out. And and think about it. I already had my own label at the time. I had my own label, but yeah, I was on someone else's. I, like, who the fuck is doing that? Who work, Who has their own label and, and helping promote another label? Like, who the fuck is doing that? Nobody. So they kicked me out because... I wasn't fitting their agenda. Their agenda was to worship, was to worship the fucking, uh, the dude at the top. And I know uh, his name is Omar. I know him. We're pretty, I think we're pretty good friends. We talk occasionally. The, the goal of, the goal of D1 Entertainment was to worship Omar. It was like, if you're not, worship, if you're not worshiping Omar, then you're fucking doing something wrong. And I wasn't playing that game. I was trying to help the artist. I was trying to think of different ways we can do things. But the thing is, a lot of people they don't like it's a threat i was a threat to them this dude this dude everywhere this dude comes in you know well we might start worshiping him so we had to so they had to kick me out because i was i was the only person doing something right in that situation so and that was that was a really that was a really shifting point in my career because i seen that a you know this whole I, I'm supposed to have my own thing. Like, I'm not supposed to be a part of something. I'm supposed to have my own thing. That was A. Number B, I really seen that these how 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 and oh my god, dude. The way that they were that they were treating us as hmm. interns, the way they were treating us, like they were like fucking they were like like treating us like fucking dogs. 
and the thing is, no one else cared about that. No one else had any self respect. I was the only. I was a. I was the complete. I was the complete. What was the? What is the? What is the? The idiom. I was the the green thumb. I was like the the elephant in the room. I guess. Exactly. I was like the standout dude, and that's why I got kicked out. And and I seen that. That was the closest I ever got to like the industry industry. And I seen how those people were being treated, and I was like, not me. I'm not. I'm not gonna treat my people like that. And the thing, and the here's the thing. That label, guess where? Guess where they're at now? The ghosts. They're gone. Their his, their history. So, it just goes to show you, man. Like, and they were, they were, bro. They were moving. Like, they were doing really, really good. But their foundation wasn't built on respect and loyalty and and mutual values. It was built on. You know, popularity and worshiping the fucking CEO. Like, it was, exactly. I'm gonna change that. And you are already changing by your actions. You know, by by making the change in your company. I think it's the best way, and it's the best way to plant a seed. Uh, so you were talking about the the book that you are releasing. You don't know when. The I'm, the, I'm writing it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You are writing uh, tomorrow. It's a new song. That is coming out yeah. from one of your artists. Do you have any more uh, new projects that you want to share with me? Um, not at the moment. The uh, <laughs> the friend that I kicked that that the friend that I recently uh, kicked out. He was one of the artists on my label, so he's working out. So it's really like a right, right a weird spot right now. There's not really a whole lot going on. But um, during this next year, <clears throat> I'm once I'm writing my book and once you know everything's. And I'm planning on moving to uh, New York, so I'm done. I'm done living in this fucking terrible town. Hmm. So I'm planning on moving to kind of New York and kind of like saying, you know, fuck everybody here and kind of restarting. So I'm not saying fuck everyone here, but I just want to go to New York City. So that that's like 20, 2021 is about New York City. It's about writing as much possible for this book, and it's really about you know, turning this shit up. So not a whole lot of projects going on. It's going to be a lot of brick layering. It's going to be a lot of like, there's going to be a, like 2021 is going to be like, like no fanciness, no like, no album release parties, no like crazy rollouts. Like I'm probably not even going to be working with artists this next year. This, this 2021 is going to be about really building myself and layering my company, right? And, and getting in contact with the right people hmm. because this this industry is about yes it's about who you know it's about building those connections and i think that's what's really lacking in this that's why it's really not kind of going anywhere like like who like, for, like who gets on a panel and talks about how unsuccessful they are like, <laughs> like who does this <laughs> like who does this anyway but yeah so this year is going to be really be about that it's going to be about But I'm going to look at all the areas I'm lacking in. I'm just going to attack those things. And I'm, I'm kind of already doing that. I'm not trying to set any New Year's resolution because I think that's bullshit. Mm. But if I had to, if I if I had to give you a theme of 2021, it's like fucking. It's going to be it's going to be serious. Focused. I will say that to you. Yeah, focus, focus as fuck. And 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 I'm I'm just trying to be better than. And next year, on December 10th, 2000, 2021, I'm going to be 100 times better than I was right now. That's a great feeling, right? Like, 
you thinking that just think about next year, this time next year, just think about how much of a better human being you're going to be. Think about how much more you're going to know. Think about how much more people you're going to interview, how much more information you're going to get from people and how much more connections you're going to build. Just think about how much better, how much more it's going to be the next year. Once you start thinking about stuff like that, it just turns you, and once you do that for like a long time, you get you get to this point where it's just like I'm in tunnel vision, dude. That's mm-hmm. tunnel vision. That's going to be the theme of um this this upcoming year. It's going to be fucking tunnel vision. Like I'm telling you, bro. How do you? Thirty one. Thirty one. Jesus Christ, you look way younger than your age. <laughs> but and, and you know that because you've been on planet Earth longer than me. Focus is the thing. Is I say tenacity is the number one trait of any successful person is tenacity the ability to the ability to withstand and and hold on to something it's it's like tenacity is almost like resilient it's like the ability to to hold on yeah that is a number one trait to successful people like anytime it's tenacity if you don't have the ability to hold on when the whole world is shitting on you it's like you're done you have no you have no shot if I if I would have to pick a second trait, it would have to be focus, because, man, I tell you, like so many people, when they reach like a certain level of like success and like they have a lot, they have like more money coming in, they have more opportunities, they like that the lack of focus, because so much so much things are like you know like women are starting to hit you, women are starting to like throw their underwear at you now, like there's so many of it. There's so much available you can do. There's so much things you can buy money. There's so many things you can be doing. I'll tell you a story. Um, this was two years ago. I went to, I, um, you know where Atlanta, Georgia is? And more or less, uh, what is the state? Uh, Georgia, so Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a state in, the, in, yeah. The, in the U.S. Yeah. It's a, it's a really Atlanta, Georgia is like the birth, not, not the birthplace of hip hop, but it's a really, it's like, the music, the hip hop scene, Atlanta, Georgia is the place. Okay. And I, I flew out I flew out there two years ago for um I was going to a conference. There was um there was label executives at this conference from the music industry and they were they were giving like speeches and stuff and I went to go watch that. And of course those people are fucking assholes on stage and they're just being fucking arrogant. But I just wanted to go I just wanted to go and network and stuff. Hmm. And I just wanted to go soak that up and just be in a different place and network and made some connections. I still, I still have people I talked to since I went there, and um, <clears throat> I was there for three days. And this was two years ago now. And this is where lack of this is where lack of focus got me messed up. So I I got to I got to Atlanta. I just I just got off the plane, and I could I couldn't get to my hotel until they wouldn't let me in my room until I think it was three o'clock in the afternoon. But I got there at eleven. So they wouldn't let me check into my room until three o'clock. So and I'm like fucking, I have nothing to do from like eleven to uh, eleven to three o'clock. So I go to the strip club to kill time. This is where lack of focus comes in, <laughs> and I was fucking young at the time. <laughs> so I, I, I know, and and I and I regret this. I went to the strip club at this time by myself. I was like fucking, I had nothing else to do. So I go in there, <clears throat> and I was get I was getting a lap dance right, and. I still remember this. That that girl was damn. But anyway, I won't get too far into that. So I was getting this lap dance. I was fucking enjoying it. 
It was about 30 minutes. And this, then the stripper gets off, off my lap. And sorry for anyone who's listening to this. <laughs> and, the, and the stripper gets off my lap and she says, um, you're at you're at a hundred dollars right now. So what are you gonna do? And I was like, I was like, I was like, sorry, come, come again. I'm I'm like, I'm like what? She's like, you're at a hundred dollars. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, no. She said you're at a hundred. I'm like, a hundred dollars? I'm like, a hundred, like hundred what? Like you're at a hundred dollars. I'm like, what, what, what the like a hundred dollars for what? Fucking dance? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, and, and at first she told me the dance was five dollars. Now she said the dance was five bucks. I went, like, first of all, when I went in there, I just sat down. This this stripper came up to me and she was like, "Hey, you want to dance?" I was like, "How much is it?" She said, five. I guess in Atlanta they don't they don't they don't put they don't say dollars they don't say five something they just say number. But anyway, <laughs> and so when she got up, she was like, "Yeah, it's a hundred. I'm like, "You said it was five. You said it was five, five dollars." She said, "Yeah, it was five dollars per song." So I'm like, "Okay." So like now I have to fucking give you a hundred dollars. So I didn't give her a fucking hundred dollars. I got fucking kicked out. And the the, the fucking the, the security person had my phone. That they took my phone because they were trying to take a hundred out of my bank account, but I wouldn't give them like my password and stuff. It was really crazy. And they kicked me out of the club. And this security person was like eight feet tall. This person was big. Like he was like if he was if he was meant to be something on planet Earth, it's to be a fucking security guard. So this dude was huge as fuck. And he was like, he was like, man, we're, like we were outside. And he was like, man, where are you from anyway? You look, you, you look like you're from, you look like you're out of town. And I was like, yeah, I'm from Maryland. And he was looking at my ID, and then he was he had my phone in his hand. He was like, he was like, get out of here. He was like this. He was like, he had my phone in my hand. And he was like, get out of here. And I was like, so you, so you gonna get my phone back? <laughs> so this guy tosses my phone on the ground. He just tossed it on the ground. I think it still has some marks on it. I think, he, yeah, I think he did break my screen a little bit. So he tossed my phone on the ground. This is embarrassing now. This is in front of people. He tosses my phone on the ground. He says, get lost. And he says, if you come back, this is this is the American term here. He says, if you come back, I'm going to dust you. Dust. Basically, I'm going to dust you. Me, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck you up if you come back. Fuck. So, yeah, so that burned some time. So I went back to the hotel room. And, yeah, that was it. But the lesson here is, I wasn't focused. If I would have stayed focused on what the fuck I came to Atlanta for, is to go there and to network and to go to this event and to do that. If I would have stayed focused, that would have never happened. So that's where, that's why focus is really fucking important because if you take your eyes off the center just for a, a one minute, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have a stripper on your lap and you're gonna be out of a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Great conclusion, uh, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best way I can stay it. focused. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me after this one, <laughs> what is your advice to make the world a better place? <laughs> What's my advice to make the world a better place? Wow, that's a that's a that's a deep question. I think the right now. I'm kind of, I'm trying to get trying to get serious now. It's a serious, this is a serious part of the interview. Making the world a better place. I'll I'll, I'll give two things. One, if you if you if you notice what I said, or what I've consistently said in the interview, 
when I talked about this, I said, how can I make life slightly less miserable? Mm. I said that a lot. Do you remember? Exactly. I, that's, how, that, that's how I think about it. I think about how can I make some, how can, the question is, how can you make your life less miserable? Because misery is a, is a, a non-questionable factor of life, period. There's going to be misery. Life is miserable. I, li- I listen to a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson. You probably know who that is. Yes, yes, I know him. Yeah, he's really popular in, um, in, the, in your region. But I listen to a lot of him. And he, and he says, you know, life is miserable. And that's so true. And I don't think that, you know, make the world a better place. Life is, like, I don't think we should think about it as making it better. We should think about it as life being the most terrible and most scariest place ever and slowly coming away from that. It's slowly getting less. It's, life is slow. Is slowly, slowly, slowly getting less and less and less miserable. And when you think about it like that, you can really, you can really look into your life and you can say, okay, what am I doing every single day that I probably shouldn't not be doing? Like, what am I wasting my time on? What am I, what am I spending an hour, or two hours doing? Like, am I watching too many movies? Like, am I fucking playing too many video games? Am I talking to too many girls? Am I, am I, am I drinking too much? What am I doing that's causing me more misery than I'm already, that I don't have to be experiencing? Once you think about it like that, you can then start to peel back off from, you know, another beer because the beer is bringing you misery. You can, you can start to not watch uh, that second Netflix movie because it's not doing anything. You think about your life as making it less miserable. Because once you make it, once you make that the goal, you're making the the presumption that that misery is inevitable. You're going to be miserable no matter what. You have to be okay with that. Mm. So once you say you're making it less miserable, you're understanding and you you're you're you are content with the fact that you are going to be miserable, and you are doing as best as you pop. You're you're you are making an effort to make this world less miserable, and that is a far more deeper thesis and a far more deeper mission than making the world a better place. Because I think when people say make the world a better place, I think that I think you can really get you, you can really get lost into that because that falls under the under the notion of no misery. And they fall under the notion of there there shouldn't be struggle and there shouldn't be adversity and and there should and that's how you get into the that's how you get into this this socialist this utopian mindset that the left has a lot like fucking a lot of people have they think that there shouldn't be no one's for you know poverty no one's for people being homeless no one wants people to be hungry but these are these are non-removable things of life and we have to understand that these things are just going to happen. We never get to, we're never going to get to a point where it's perfect. Hmm. Because making the world a better place, because better and better and better, the end result of better and better and better is utopia. And that's never going to happen. So that's why that that's why that's the biggest flaw in saying making the world a better place. Once once you have to make the world slightly less miserable. Hmm. Because our because our current system we have now is not perfect. It's misery. So if we can focus on making things less, did my sound go out? 
No, 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 perfectly. The song is perfect. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. When when you when you focus on when your when your end goal isn't a utopia, but far, but it's it's a, it's a dystopia. It's an imperfect. It's a perfect dystopia. I think that that's that should be our end goal. We should want to be in a point where we should want to get to the point where things are as not terrible as they could be. That is the best way that we can, that's the best, that's the best that we can do as human beings. We've been here for like what, thousands and thousands of years. If there was like a one trick and every single time, if you look at history, like I told you this year, I've looked back, I've, I've read things that happened in Germany. I've read things that happened in Europe in the 20th century during the fucking, <clears throat> like the Holocaust. I read about the, the Holodomor during the, um, yeah, the, um, when all those people in Ukraine, like the fucking the fame, and I, I read about you know slavery. I read about um, Hitler and his like, during 1939 to 1945, the, the Second World. Like I read about all these times in Stalin and Lenin. I read about these times when society was going towards utopia. That's where all the mayhem starts. Every single time you look back in history, every time communism was trying to be implemented, any time when the motive of human beings were to were the oppressed and were the oppressed and the not oppressed and when the goal was to get it perfect it ended with in bloodshed in misery it ended terribly and every time the world focused and that's why i'm so scared and that's why i'm constantly trying to alert people on twitter twitter i'm like a politician on twitter i'm like a total like i'm a, I'm a businessman and everything else but on twitter i'm like a whole politician now but on twitter i'm trying to let people know that you know, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, like it's like when we talk about the coronavirus. Like, <clears throat> here's some, here's some stats for you. I don't know how it is in Germany, but I know the the total stats. Coronavirus has a 0.6 percent of coronavirus cases are critical. Mm -hmm. Only 0.6 percent of the fifth of the four of the 14 million people that have that have this disease right now, only 0.6% of that is serious. Out of, like the, out, of the, out of the 50 million cases, 1 million people die. But what they don't tell you is that the people that are, the people that are dying are the, are the old ass people. Those are the majority of people that are dying are, are the old ass people. And, and, here, and here, here's what I'm getting at. <clears throat> So when, when so when we, when I start to talk, when I, when I tell people these facts, like you know you have a you know you have a ninety nine percent chance of not dying if you get COVID. You understand that? When I talk about those things, people then say, "Oh, do you not a hundred people, a hundred thousand people dying? Do you not care about that? Do you not care about people dying? Do you not care about people getting sick? Sickness and death. I, I where, where, like where do we make this like where where did where did in life?" did we forget that sickness and death were things that just happened? When, when did we forget this? It's this true. is not new. I'm not, like you're, you're, you're labeled as not as a, apathetic because, you, because you're telling facts about sickness and death. It's just stuff that happens. You know, like we can wear masks, we can do as much as we can, but that is not making it any less probable that you can go outside. You, you like you have more, you have a high more percent chance of getting in your car and driving to go get a fucking blue brain muffin and dying from a car hitting you 
from catching the virus. People don't understand things like that. You have a more better chance of dying in your car than catching the coronavirus. Where, where is the mandate on no driving? Where we're gonna not drive anymore? You have a higher probability of getting struck by lightning. And no, in March, earlier this year in March, you had a higher chance of getting struck by lightning than dying from the coronavirus. Like seriously. No, 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 man. And when you see the numbers, yes, 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 you start. And the, yeah. the best way it's going back, like you were saying, fact checking, like, like, just yeah. check what what the media is saying first of all, like. And that's exactly why I'm writing this book because people are, and and this is and it's getting really really hot right now. People are just they're becoming headline readers. What you said, they're just reading headlines and they're, and they're letting the internet think for them. And what I really hope I accomplish with this book is to make is, is to is to get people to understand that that facts remain despite our opinions. Facts remain despite what you and I think, exactly. or what you and I think should be or what shouldn't be. Facts remain facts or facts. So, I don't remember um, what the question was, but <laughs> but what but I really want but um. It's going in, in the world, uh, making the world a better place. <laughs> oh, yeah, making the world a better place. It's making it slightly less miserable. That's what it is. And that's what I, I think that, yeah, I think we should really think about making the world a slightly less miserable place. Because saying that, you're, you're accepting and you're coming, it, it's, a, it's a mature, it's a, you're understanding that there's misery. Like Jordan Peterson said something interesting, like the founding fathers that wrote the, the US Constitution at the time. Mm. Like and when they said, you know, all men were created equal and, you know, we're all made in the image of, of God. You know, they, they didn't put, when, when they founded this country, you know, they didn't say that, you know, everyone, like they, they, didn't, they didn't make it towards, so everyone can be perfect. So we're, we're going to go to this perfect thing where everyone, where there's no struggle, where there's no agony, there's no poverty, there's no hunger, there's no anything. We're just going to be a perfect society. They knew, they knew that you know, striving towards that is immature and it's just unpractical. We're striving for organized chaos. That's what people are not comfortable with. They're not comfortable with the fact that people are dying. I just don't understand when people, like, I really don't get it. And they always try to say, oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying that if, if your mom got coronavirus or you, or you wouldn't say that if you got it or, or you wouldn't be saying that if your brother got it. Last time I checked, a virus doesn't, a virus doesn't have, it, have its pick on who it wants to get. Like, it's going to get whoever it gets. And rather, if I get it or you get it or a loved one gets it, the facts still remain that you have a 99.9% .9 chance of breaking it. And I made another point. Sorry for going on and on about this. No, I made please. another interesting point. You know, in the, in the U.S., I don't know how they're I don't know how they're marketing this virus in in um in Europe, but everyone's talking about you know wear a mask or, or wear wear a mask, man. It's your duty. It's your duty to wear a mask. Like you are going to be a great human being, you're going to stop this virus, and you're going to you're going to save humanity because you're going to wear that mask, and you're going to social distance from people. Like that, that, that's, that's what constitutes you as a good human being. And once you set the bar so 
low for being a good human being that lets so many people become virtue signaling assholes because once once someone doesn't want to wear a mask all you have to do is wear a mask and say oh you're you're a degenerate you suck because you're not because you're not wearing a mask oh how how dare you not care about people because you're not wearing a mask it set the bar so low i gave it so so much less accountability how come we're not talking about eating good how come we're not talking about having a good diet and getting your immune system up and taking vitamins to not let yourself be and I, so when you do get a virus, your immune system and your body can fight that off. How come we're not talking about making healthy decisions? How come there's no mandate on smoking cigarettes? How come there's no mandate on alcohol? So we can drink alcohol, we can get drunk, we can go to the club and get drunk. But when we leave, oh, but you got yeah, wear a mask because you don't want to catch the virus because you're going to die. Where's the accountability here? The people that are healthy as fuck are like, like almost a 99% chance of not dying from this. It's like, so when you, when you, so when you say, oh, you're, you're going to be a perfect human being by not wearing a mask, it's the, it's, it's the utopian type of theory. Like, oh, it's going to be perfect. Once we wear these masks, that's going to be it. No, that, like, no. In, hmm. in the U.S., um, President-elect Biden, he's requesting, once he takes office, or if he takes office in January 20th, he's going to, he's going to, He's gonna make us wear a mask for a hundred days. That's what he's pitching to. That's what he's pitching to the to the to the to the government. He he wants us to wear masks for a hundred days. And after those hundred and after those hundred days, we can take them off and just go crazy. Like this level of like it's it's so like it's almost disheartening, understanding that we have these this level of of idiots running the country is really sad. But th- that this man thinks that the duration of him being in office is in any way commensurate with a virus, and he really thinks that these a hundred days, this number that he pulled out his ass, that if he thinks that this that this hundred days, it means something, from the time he's in office, if he thinks that us wearing a mask now is different from the hundred days that he starts, if he thinks that there's a difference between those things, he's fucking insane. And if anyone thinks anything different, they're insane. Obviously, if you take if you take precaution for a certain amount of time, math just shows you that it's going to get less. So the idea is he's going to he's going to tell everyone to wear a mask for hundred days, and then after the hundred days, he's going to, we're going to take them off, and he's going to be like, "See, I told you it's going to get better." No fucking shit is going to get better because we did it for hundred days. That's not that wasn't the fucking point. We're, we're we're doing that anyway. Like, oh man, this is just fucking crazy. No, and, and after it's slightly it's, less, slightly less misery. No, it's the best way to approach, and <laughs> it's and yeah. let's let's hope that all this kind of chaos going uh, other way just passed, and also like take like you saying, man, in, in in going in the conversation, like doing the full circle, like what what could we learn from these men already that you are that you are at house like what what can we take this year to learn like i think that is the impro- the important the, the big lesson that we should take from this year politics it's a little bit complicated because i think all of them they want and in general the population just want that this shit disappear and we come back to the normal you know like yeah i, I don't know the right answer for it kyle man Almost three hours. Any less thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Any less thoughts on what? 
man it was a great great conversation i love your energy the way that you express yourself man i'm feeling that you go you will go far away man and i hope to see you in new york yeah man yeah that's that's the goal man but last thoughts please um to wrap up everything that i said it's gonna be kind of weird but it's like you know don't 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 listen to don't listen like don't listen to me i'm i'm a fucking like a 22 year old kid like don't listen to me don't listen to fucking vasco like at the end of the day you have to do your due diligence that's what the book is about you know don't don't take the things that i said and like and and just run off with it and and say okay this is it like do like, the only reason why I know these things is because I did my due diligence and, I, and I'm learning and I'm, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking and I'm getting actual information and I'm internalizing it and I'm synthesizing it and put and adding my experience over top of it. And I'm giving you guys an educated opinion about what I'm saying and also some factual things, but I'm taking the facts and I'm taking my personal mm -hmm. perspective. I'm making it one and I'm saying it so much people are relying on people like me to do the to do the groundwork and then spit out information then they're going to take that information and just go wrong with it that's a stop you know don't just listen to someone talk do your due diligence and read just don't read a headline the first headlines were meant to get you to click on it let's just get that out of the way these these companies these ad companies they get paid for clicks they get paid for clicks guys look that up Pay-per-click, PPC, it's called pay-per-click. They get paid for these clicks, man. They'll, they'll make that headline so misleading. The headline will say, that headline will talk about, will talk about fucking, uh, that headline will talk about bagels in the, in the body would be about the PlayStation 5. Zero correlates between the headline and the, and the body. I'm telling you that right now. So really do your homework and really read into things. And really become a practitioner and become like don't let the facts use you you use the facts man i think i love love it love it man kyle i want just to end up because i forget to ask you and i love to ask also to my guests one last question uh, books or podcasts that you want to because i, I already know that you are a, a big reader books or podcasts that you want to share with me and the the, the listeners and viewers to rep um i'm not a big reader actually <laughs> i just started reading this year i don't i i never read a full book in my life okay. but but the thing i i do i like to read i read um news no not news but i read articles and i read like i read business things and i read mm -hmm. like ad age and I, I i'm in the i'm in the industry that I, i'm in i don't really i don't consume like books books or listen to like yeah I, I, so I, I i'm like a different style of reading but if i were to suggest anything to you guys i would i would tell you guys to check out that dude i said um jordan peterson mm. that guy is that dude is that guy changed like i like you know gary v right of like, course like if you think if you think that like I thought Gary V was was the man, fucking Jordan Peterson like this dude is like, Jordan Peterson is what Gary V would have. Listen to me. 
Jordan Peterson is what is a, is what. Oh shit! Twelve words for life. That's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah, in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Peterson is what Gary B would have been if Gary B would have like paid attention in school and like read and and did and did things like like that guy is like he's a he's a fucking monster. He's a it's a clinical psychologist. He has he he knows his things. He's grounded in facts, and he includes himself. That's the number one thing I like about that guy. He's not just a a, a fat spitter. Mm-hmm. He he reads. He internalizes with 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 wisdom, and then he and then he gives you his opinion with facts. And he and really he really he uses the facts. Like I said, he, the facts don't use him. He's not he's not a He's not an avatar. He's not a. He's not like a, a, a like a, a tool. Like he's a. He's a person that has something to say that's derived from experience and and data, and that's very rare. A lot of people just get on things and they just. I think that this. I think that. Well, I think this is that. Well, I think this is this. I think this is just fucking opinion, opinion, opinion. And it's not grounded in anything. Mm-hmm. Not research. Not data. Not experience. Not grounded in anything. And that's you know, danger like that's a threat, but definitely check that guy out um, on everything. Watch his lectures on the biblical, um, the the psychological, um, biblical, the significance of the Bible. Those things are fucking crazy. Um, check that guy out. Don't mm-hmm. check my stuff out. My, I mean, if you want, if you want some real knowledge, like check that dude out. That dude's fucking. That dude. That he's insane. No, you I will put after the description of your Instagram in the description of the video. If somebody wants to DM yeah. you, or just have a look on your profile. Man, yeah. one more time, thank you so much for these hours. It was a great pleasure, this conversation. Guys, uh, great night. I think that Kyle is not here anymore. It was a great conversation with, with him. Don't forget to go to, to his Instagram. Thumbs up. Great life to, every, to everyone.